Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. I'm Andre Gower. And I'm Ryan Lambert. And you're listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Unofficially the official podcast of Denver Pop Culture Con 2019 and beyond. I am a host, James, and I am sometimes here and joined by always Zach and Brad. And Ryan's not here. Ryan's not here, no. Are I, you guys no. fighting? Like, I brought you him. never can seem to be on the same episode. <laughs> I know. It's Yeah. It's more like I, we, it's like we have we have Aquaman powers where we can send each other a message like, hey, I'm not going to make it this week. James, even though you were in Portland for the past four days, like, <laughs> and you didn't see the movie, get your ass out of the basement and go do go to a podcast because I'm just not gonna be there. I think you guys are like the Martin and Lewis, and then like one of <laughs> Brad's like Frank Sinatra, and at one point he's gonna say like, "Come on out here," and then you guys are reunited on stage and you can't help but hug. We're actually one scroll, but, but <laughs> so we have we have to switch. We've both been dead for years. You take shifts. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just whichever one of us, you know, whichever household is a little bit nicer right now. Right on. No, I agree. Whichever yeah. one we don't have to clean up. You know, if you want to, if you want a vacation from one spouse, you go to yeah. another spouse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> James and Brooks were going to Portland this week, so I'm James. <laughs> James Hart in a double life. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, this week we watched This Is Us. This no 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 no, wait, no no wait, no no wait I watched the wrong thing yes you did you watched crap this wait, week I will fucking <laughs> knife oh my god Real. I I would flip this table but oh no god, one would hear so me so here's, the, so here's the thing I've never seen this as us nor do I plan on it but I heard a podcast describing the entire movie and I was laughing my butt off movie? the entire time. Wait, 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 oh wait, no! Wait. Oh, uh, you're thinking of um, life like uh, people like us. People like us, yeah. It's the yes. same guy, though, isn't it? No, people like us is uh, what's the uh, one that Fogelman did? Uh, uh, Kurtzman and Orsi. Fogelman is this is us. Yeah, but he also television but he did show. a movie recently. Oh, that that is um, uh, uh, life itself. That's it. That's it. That's the, the one. unfortunately titled uh, non biographical story. Of film critic Roger Ebert. <laughs> yes, yes. Which that version's better. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, yeah, no. I 
I don't. I've never watched this as us. My folks have watched it. I don't know if they're continuing to watch it. Oh, uh, they should. It's incredible. But we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Anyway, but this week, no, this though, week we went and saw us. Us. Well, what about this yeah, is I didn't. Spinal Tap or this is Forty. <laughs> Are those this, the same movie? this is the end. Uh, yeah, actually, this is us is a sequel to this is. Oh, this out. is the end. Yeah, this yeah. is the end. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the final film. That's in the, the end. That's yeah. yeah, yeah it's a trilogy. Last... Avengers. This is the end. <laughs> Dude, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> they should slowly tie all of that stuff together, and then they make one more that says Avengers. It's over. Go home. <laughs> oh, Why are you still here? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, us. Yes, Jordan Peele's uh, sophomore outing. So um, later on in the episode, you guys will review it, and I'll 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 stick my fingers in my ear and go banana 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 banana. <laughs> do and it do it in the microphone while we're trying to talk about. Oh us. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, I have the headphones on, so I have to do it in the microphone. Otherwise, I can't hear it. That's the way this works. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so later, you guys will talk about whether people should see it. We'll play the trailer. Then presumably, you'll spoil the ever loving shit out of it. Um. So you know, be be warned. Yeah. Um. But before that, we'll talk about movie news and what we've been watching and 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 Blu-rays and 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 meth heads and all kinds of shit. Meth heads. <laughs> oh, no, no. Actually, there's no Ryan's not here, so no no meth heads. Oh, oh, meth heads. I thought you said yeah. net heads, and I'm like, no. oh, we're talking about basketball. Yeah, no, <laughs> no cop talk for this week. No, no. cop talk. <laughs> cop <I did>. talk. <laughs> so we, uh, we were in Portland on on Thursday, and there's an incredible amount of meth heads just everywhere in Portland. Like I, I, I don't care to go back, um, but it was a nice town. I got some voodoo donuts at the original one. There you go. Um, they taste exactly like the ones in Denver. But did it rain? Did it rain there? Fewer meth people. They, they it did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Oregon as a whole, wonderful. Right. I, I loved Oregon, but yeah. Portland was like meh. Probably not as rainy city. as Forks though, right? No. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, that's Washington. Yeah. Right. No, I know. But like, yes. I'm talking about rainy cities and whatnot. Yeah. No, no. This trip we didn't make it to make it to Forks. We're gonna make a special. <laughs> trip to forks oh my god you're um, serious aren't you we didn't know <laughs> well maybe so we did talk about it a lot while we were driving through the woods we were like this is a lot like forks this makes me want to fall in love with a vampire James, here's some glitter let's have a fantasy night <laughs> seriously it was very tempting i think we both got back and we were like you want to watch twilight like, no. <laughs> so seriously, no. I I kind of did where I was like, dude, I'll watch that shit. That shit is terrible. You it's just, a it, they're beautiful. The first one is actually really well made, but except for how fucking awful it is in the script. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's shot well. Like if you if you yeah. put it on mute, it would be about as good as Ka- Aliens. Catherine Hardwick's a fine and, director. <laughs> um, no, it, like it's it. So when you're looking at the shots of Forks, you're like, this is beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because I was like, yeah, we could just watch Twilight and like. Then I can just turn my brain off, and she's like, "Well, I haven't seen it in a while, and so I, you know, if we watch it, I, I I'd want to watch it because it's like because then I want to oh watch my the other four. <laughs> no, no, you don't really want to watch it. Yeah, I will. I, I but, mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Get the riff tracks, go through all of them, and get to the very end where Kevin Murphy loses his shit when he finds it all. It's a, it's all just a dream at the end of the fifth one, I think it is. Sure. Yeah, like he. But, it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard riff tracks do. Fuck that. Go watch. Um, Movie, the movies with Mikey Channel, Film Joy, mm-hmm. just did a deep dive into the first Twilight. It's incredible. Really? It's so good. Yeah, I it's do. about an hour and four, 15 minutes long. Is it movies with Mikey or is it just like... It's, like it's movies, it's Mikey, but then it's a couple of... They, they do a, uh, a video franchise or a video series that I highly recommend mm-hmm. called Deep Dive on the Film Joy channel. <laughs> That's right, you were telling me about this. Where they watch movies that are bad, uh-huh. but they try really hard to love them. Right. Um, yeah. And there, there are some incredible episodes like 
the Power Rangers episode mm. uh, where they genuinely are like, this shit is great. Right. Like <laughs> they make good arguments. They're also uh, their episode, uh, their episode about Green Lantern kind of made me want to like green, like go buy Green Lantern and like it yeah. because they make some really good points. Like they find good stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and even with Twilight, like they found some really good things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, they commented on how fucking amazing Billy Burke is. Uh, which I appreciated and and I'm completely in tow with. Yeah. Uh, but they also like the problem of the movie is that bit where they fall in love and everything is awful and awkward and like because they're both terrible people who don't belong together yeah. because this is all very unhealthy. Even she's kind of okay. It's really just he's awful. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's all yeah. So that's the but twilight. Anyway, here. we're not here to talk about forks no. uh, or the vampires that inhabit it. No. Bed werewolves. You know, but I'm fully allowed to. Yes, you are. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ryan texted in his re- in, in uh, Ryan texted in his review of us. So we'll read that. We'll re- reveal that at the end of the episode. Nice. Now, cool man. Uh, he said slightly better than Twilight. So, <laughs> uh, not sure. I mean, it's a pretty broad. It's a pretty broad review. I mean, yeah. does it give me I, th- at the risk of sounding weird? Like Fifty Shades of Grey was slightly better than Twilight. <laughs> Whoa. In terms of in terms of me wanting to oh. rewatch it because it's oh. ridiculous as shit. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. yes. Fifty Shades of Grey. Man, that's tough. That's really tough. I just I, and when I, you say Twilight, you mean the first one. Yeah, I'm just like, I, well, see, the thing is, I still I still need to watch that third Fifty Shades film because I want to see how boring it actually is. Because you the, said it was the, the least comparison. The comparison would be uh, compare Breaking Dawn Part One to Fifty Shades Darker. Those that's that's the interesting conversation. Okay, because those are the two <laughs> most hilariously mind-numbingly awful of, yeah. the se- of their perspective series for sure um so I, yeah we'll we'll have to discuss it at another time <laughs> maybe I'm, um, not, I'm not prepared <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway uh how you guys doing good i'm doing good yeah. um i uh I to take an aspirin before i came down here oh i mean do you I, want one i have one in my bag i'll I've, take it yes. yeah all right <laughs> i've got to leave upstairs and all that stuff so uh, uh hand me my okay. bag it's right on the other side um with a black bag yeah, but yeah, no. I'll take care. Let me take care of you, Brad. Yeah. I got you. I have everything. I'm I'm very much you know. This is like my Mary Poppins bag. I have everything in here. Brad, in, a, Brad in the nerd patient. <laughs> you want a muscle relaxer? I have a muscle relaxer in here and a Ziploc bag. Don't oh, tell, great! Don't tell the brain a muscle. <laughs> don't tell Don't tell the government. <laughs> um, uh, anyway. Yeah, no. Things are fine. Cool. Things are more than fine. Great. I'm 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 getting. I'm really deeply considering doing cosplay at the con this year. Ooh, I'm trying to figure out okay. what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I, I really want to do something Star Trek related because I've been rediscovering my love of Star Trek. Oh. Um, but I don't know if I'm too late to try to prepare. So I'll figure something out. If but you do it, let me know. I'll wear my uniform. <laughs> Brett, are you watching? <laughs> we can fight each other. <laughs> are you watching the new season of Discovery? No. Okay. Are, you, are you going to? <laughs> Uh, was that a, was that a no? Or was that a no? <laughs> no, the, uh, the now that I know they're going to release them on Blu-ray, yeah, um, which makes me stupid for not picking up the first season right. already. Well, um, but again, I'm kind of do a thing where like I only buy complete series sets now. Right. Oh man, um, you ventured into my so whenever you just, you Discovery just... ends, I'll finally get to buy it. You're as checked out as you can be. Where it's like, bah, I'll get it when Costco's got a box set. Like, <laughs> I'm just tired of signing for subscriptions to things. It's just like, sure. 
I have to deal with Prime oh, and yeah. Netflix. And well, we'll like, uh, gonna, we will talk about that in the news. Stevie's access for um, one show. Oh, yeah. And then Especially I have that free one for DC Universe that I don't even use. Oh. And it's free. Yeah. 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 So they keep emailing me like, hey, can you review Doom Patrol and uh, Titans yet? And I was like, I'll get around to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'd have to watch Doom Titans Patrol. Me off. Yeah. No, Doom uh, Patrol looks interesting. And then yeah. the, uh, they got the other ones coming on, like Swamp Thing and Harley Quinn. So Holy shit, they're I making a Swamp Thing? That's what they're advertising. <sighs> Speaking of those. It's like they're just, they, I, I feel like they go through the roster of things that would make great franchises and films but that we can't but then they just the major public <laughs> yeah they just burn it by coating it in like you know a candy coating yeah it's just mm. what it is speaking yeah. of anyway. DC, speaking of dc though my friend from um la uh billy who he um he's downsizing and so he was selling off some stuff and i bought from him the batman uh 60s television series on blu-ray oh cool but he was like getting it to me so he's like i throw in i threw in something extra for you and i'm like oh, okay that's ominous and he's just like, let message me when you get it. And I was like, so there was like a three-day period where I was like, what did he put in the fucking box? And then I opened it up, and there's a meth. bag. No, no, it wasn't meth. It's a lot of meth. No, it was a bag full of Legos. And then Ooh, I look in Legos there, and, and I and I, <laughs> <laughs> and I smoked those Legos. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he sent you some bricks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah but the, they were called little, some Cranston bricks. Little bag um, of bricks, yeah. yeah. It came with a little uh, brand Cranston Lego. Mm -hmm. Now- <laughs> Um, no, it was um, uh, a Lego set for the Batmobile. Oh, cool! Uh, and then he and then he set, the reason I had to message him is that he sent me instructions on how to find the instructions. So I'm gonna build it, <laughs> right. and I'm gonna take a picture of each piece I put in there and do a little time lapse. It'll be fine. Is it uh, which which the '60s Batmobile? Oh, okay, cool. And it's yeah, got yeah, like yeah, a I Riddler and a Catwoman figure and yep, all that stuff and whatnot. So, but yeah, it's cool. Now, now I will have a Lego set of some kind adorning my shelf of random crap. <laughs> so. You don't have any Lego sets down here? No, I've got. I've, I'm, 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 James, uh, dude, uh, I'm fairly. I'll bring you some. You want some? I've got a bucket. You can take some. Of mine that I don't need anymore. It's all good. I've got a bucket of Legos though somewhere in the basement that'll go to the uh, to the nephew oh um, when God. he's old enough. Everything he can't do it now. Him. He'd swallow them. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But once he's old oh, enough. Here's an amazing thing. The, in in the sets for the Lego Movie Two Lego sets. Yeah. Um. Any of the ones where there's like the big Duplo monsters, mm -hmm. they're not Duplos. They're they're Legos That's made Duplos. into Duplos. Ooh. It's amazing. There you it's go. it's like it's almost as cool as that time that Ant Man was next to a, a big Lego brick made out of little Lego bricks. You know <laughs> that you remember that set? Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, anyway, I got very excited. Um, okay, cool. Think, Cut to about exciting things. Yep. Um, Denver Pop Culture Con is upon us, and we have merch. Yeah. Yes, oh do. yeah. Uh, what's what do we start with first? That glorious shirt that Brad designed. Uh, yeah, because shit, cool. we're only taking pre-orders until May 29th or March 29th. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, which, depending on when this drops, might already be too late. Pretty <laughs> too late. Um, but if it does drop soon, make Are sure people you people filling get it out. Do I need to go Not crack some heads? As many people as I thought there would be. Okay, I'll go crack. Especially some heads. people on this o our our very own podcast. I, I filled, filled it out. out. You I got know. mine. Okay. I'm not all right. All right. At you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it's a podcast. At, Nobody can see I'm your eyes. At Henry and Ryan. Oh, okay. And Zach. None of them are here. Oh, okay. Zach's I didn't, I friend didn't, I, I, Jenny filled it out, but I, not Zach. I, I, I didn't do it because oh, I don't yeah. care about you. <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm fine. You don't need a shirt. Well, no, Zach's just entitled and expect he's going to get one. What? No, 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 no. Um, although though on the shirt though. Uh, I love that on. I, I love that we kept the design, but the, like the whole like uh, meant to like. 
what's the phrase? It's like like the cuss protection thing. Like oh, I can never remember the phrase. Shield ears, yeah, shield ears from cussing. I I just fucking love that thing. Yeah, yes, genius. It was great. Yeah, no, the shirt is is amazing and no, I, I can't wait I think I it. ordered two of them because I was just like I need to have I'm gonna wear one of these to death and then I need to have one yeah. I ordered my I ordered my unborn child two of them <laughs> like that is how many of these I ordered what you should yeah. do for your uh, unborn child is order like a medium for when they're you know 18 oh no I'm gonna I'm gonna take the little the tiny little <laughs> ones and make them into onesies for when they're adults, I'm no, just saying no. For, for the when future. they're in, yeah, for, for, yeah, yeah. College, I'm gonna, going I'm gonna make present. tiny shirts into onesies for my adult child. No, no. <laughs> Get the adult version now. You know, save it for 18 years, and then when they go to college, by like, the time hey. she's old enough to want one, I'll be dead, and she can have mine. <laughs> and, oh, and she'll be the size of an extra, a double XL man. But <laughs> thanks, Dad. This will be. This will make for an awesome bandana when I go to Coachella. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I needed something to wipe my window at, you, at my dormitory. He's trying to sell me. I bought like six shirts. He's trying to sell me more <laughs> shirts. The guy across the table hadn't bought one yet, and he's like hitting me up. Brad's only missing a top hat and a little cape and a like medicine man like set up here. He can just start selling it. Come on, come on, get a shirt. I'm desperate for money. You just paid me back a stack of money. Do you want me to pay it back to you for more shirts? No, Here. no. I'm also clearing out my debts. So. <laughs> Welcome oh, back no. to nerdy transactions. Man, <laughs> seriously. Anyway, uh, yeah, cool. So there's there's shirts, Brad. What else is there? And there's also this is the this is the really cool one because this is the exclusive. This is the really cool that one. you can't pre-order. You have to go to Denver Pop Culture Con and come to our booth to get. Right. We're giving away you. Yes. Yes. I will be auctioned off <laughs> as the, as a terrible bachelor. Yeah. Auction. Aww. Um, no. <laughs> this is our first pint glass. Yeah. Which is very similar to the shirts in design, but you can drink but, out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can drink out of a shirt, but you yeah. lose some of the liquid in the yeah, process. Yeah, you do. But you do. <laughs> the shirt is just just disgusting. Yeah. Um, are you going to take that glass with you out into the middle of the forest? Or are you going to take that shirt? <laughs> Arguably, the gl- the glass less durable than the shirt. Yeah, yeah. The shirt is aw- or the glass is awesome though. Yeah, I'm super excited about. Yeah, it. Yeah, no, it, it looks it looks phenomenal though. So make sure you pick that up. There's only 48, and yeah. like I said, 10 of them will probably disappear before the con. Mm-hmm. So because I'll be poking them. <laughs> right. Actually, no, that's wrong. We ordered 58. There will be 48 at the con because that's what the program says. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> oh, so there's still 10 for me to break then. Exactly. Great. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so. it, it will be very limited. Yeah, so we're gonna auction them off. The first glass is fifty dollars. Yeah, and no, that's <laughs> and maybe if you buy it with the shirt, you'll get a discount pack on the package. No, <laughs> no, you get a wow. you, get, you get a photo with Brad. <laughs> no discount. Why are you pitching like horrible options for these people? Because <laughs> I want more. No thing, one wants. Because I want more things for you to do while I sit back and do nothing. <laughs> I got enough to do. Uh, <laughs> gotta make sure no one steals glasses and shirts. If you buy, if you buy one of each, maybe. You'll get a secretly printed Mad Max shirt that Brad's not telling anyone about. Huh? 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 I mean, no, if you that got extra cash to order them, yeah, let's go for that's it. Oh, what a lovely day. What a lovely day I for this like t-shirt. If enough of you buy t-shirts, that's what we should say. If enough people buy t-shirts, we'll go print the Mad Max shirt because we'll have the money to go front printing the Mad Max shirts. Yeah, but We have <laughs> blown way past our budget on this year's <laughs> As the world fell expenses. into madness, each of us in yeah. our own way bought this t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Brad, that's great. They look amazing. Thank yeah. you. They did well. I'm excited. Can't but, wait to see them. Yeah. But before Denver Pop Culture Con, we have something fun that's coming up in May at the Bug Theater. We're doing a live show. We at are. The Bug Theater. Yeah. yeah. May there w- 6th. There will not be 
There won't be any t-shirts there. Anything for you to buy. It'll, it'll just be us mm-hmm. on a stage acting like yeah. dicks. You'll be too late to pre-order shirts. Yeah. Um, but you can buy tickets. Uh, oh, wait. You don't have to buy those tickets. Well, by buy, I mean show up. Hey, read the read the card. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are making this really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, just show up to the thing. Yeah, yeah just show up to the Buck Theater we'll at be 7 there. p.m. on May 6th. Yep. Yeah, free admission. Um, yeah, it'll be yeah. fun. Buy concessions. Four hundred. Make up the difference. Uh, what was it for? For one hundred, I bought us a cake. I remember that. Yeah, it our faces. On it, it was a it was a tres leche cake, yeah. uh, but it kind of it kind of melted, and so then it was just kind of like a soggy milk cake. It was really too bad, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then for two hundred, you guys did Avengers: Age of Ultron. I don't know if there's anything. I can't remember the two hundred episode. We li- didn't. I only listened to it once, and it was when I was still in L.A. So we didn't celebrate as much for two hundred. Yeah, yeah, no. Three hundred, three hundred. We did a special <laughs> three explosion. Three hundred. We lost our minds from sleep deprivation. Oh my <laughs> god! I, I did a lot of stats. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. Um. um and here we are, four hundred. Yeah, four hundred. <laughs> finally, finally bringing back the live show. I think we have to kill one of us, uh, like sacrifice ourselves to the podcasting gods on four hundred. Wait, well, it's you. Oh uh, yeah, no, I'm clearly, I'm, I'm prepared. That's not. <laughs> I know. I, I have the same garb that Naomi Watts wore in the King Kong remake. It'll yeah. be fine. Uh, oh. Speaking of the live show and celebrating ourselves, back at Denver Pop Culture Con, we have another live show that we have to do. Yeah. Uh, the date hasn't been e- uh, explained to us yet, but uh, we'll be talking about 1989 somewhere. Yeah. In yeah. The building. Yep. The year 1989. I'm guessing Sunday. They usually put us on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. So. It'll be fun. A lot of lot of stuff going on for yep. us. It'll be fun. In the fun. next three months. There's stuff going on around here too, around this town, Bradley. Hey, film buddies, follow me around Denver. Uh, April fifth, the drive-ins back. Ooh, yeah. Oh, man, nice. they're kicking off the season with Shazam. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. I am very excited to see again. Uh huh. Did you see a pre-screening? I did. Okay. Yeah, we Two did. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I saw one of them, and then he turned around and went back to the other one. Yep. Which I knew he would. I do dropped it. him off and came back to the theater and yeah. watched it again. I feel like oh. an ass asking him to drive back. Was it one of those Warner Brothers ones where like all the good seats are taken? No, no. it was Fandango. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Fandango offered it up, which I'm pissed at them right now. <laughs> yeah, they. Yeah. Made him waste some money, but there's like there was like three screenings per day. Uh, wow. like, there were like a, there were like four at the AMC. Yeah, there was like a four, so a they, four ten, a seven, <laughs> and a seven ten. This is literally Warner Brothers being like, "Holy shit, guys, we got a good one. We have got to get this in front of as many people as we can to get them to tell other people to go see this." Yeah, which also can backfire because now I feel like you know a lot of people, people don't have a lot of desperate. extra money, so they might not go back. So yeah. the box office for the open weekend might be tainted because. Yeah, but I think it's a. It, I think it's a drop in the bucket, audience-wise, of how many. Hopefully, I mean, it did. I think it did make three million. It made three point three in pre-sales. So yeah. I don't know why I know that stat. I just saw it in that report. <laughs> and the hope is that you know, with the word of mouth being what it is right now, the hope is that it'll come out and then it'll stick, right? That it'll, for once, you know, people will see it. Then go tell their friends and family to see it. Their friends and family will say, I didn't see Aquaman. Do I need to see? Or I didn't see Captain Marvel. Do I need to see? And they'll be like, no, 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 no. Just, just go. Just go. None of that matters. It's just uh, go have a good time. And then uh, you, you and that'll be great. Some, and you ask somebody, should I see Sazam? And they'll go, yeah, my man. That'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, never get old. Mm, I love no, it. Not for I, me. I don't care. I love not it. Not for me. I've been gone for four weeks. So for me, it's brand new. 
Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for people to. I, I'm excited to hear what other people think because, like, Brad and I walked out satisfied. So. Oh, I I think the trailers look incredible. I th- I think that they are. Qu- I think DC is quietly and against all odds making an amazing like sub universe mm-hmm. that they that they just sort of fell into is like well we'll try we should try doing this with this fun thing over here it's kind of what they're doing on television so <laughs> yeah and the next thing you know everybody's gonna be like man that dc one that one's really fun mm-hmm. i enjoy those mm-hmm. now you never get to see superman anymore but who gives a shit i got shazam <laughs> well so um so yeah at the drive-in that's what they're opening with um any idea what the other films are no they did not Tonight? specify it okay maybe yeah Hmm. Brad's, question. Brad's new movie. I feel dumb for not checking. But it is $9 now, not $8, so oh bring man. us your dollar. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to, like, have you taken Brooks to the drive-in at all? No. You should do that. I keep meaning to. Well, I keep waiting for, like, a week where there's at least two movies on there that I really want to see. Because mm-hmm. if I did it, I'm going to do it for all three and we're going to stay up super late. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. that That's why I asked you what the other two are. Like, if it was, you know, if one of them was Captain Marvel, that would be awesome. If one of them was Captain Marvel, that would be awesome. It's Shazam, um, a rescreening of Goodfellas, and a rescreening of The Wolf of Wall Street. I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. I'm trying to think because it's, it's only, what, a week away? Two weeks away? Yeah. yeah. Two weeks away? Yeah. They might try to put um, us in there. Yeah, it would probably be, yeah, us, yeah. Shazam, and that might be like the, some other the, indie thing. That might make sense as the third one, I would assume. Oh, yeah, the... Um, when does Booksmart get out? Maybe they'll try Booksmart. They could oh, throw in a. Is is Shazam yeah. like family friendly enough that oh, that yeah. could be the kids fr- the kids one? You know, it's funny. Like, I try not to review it too much, but it's a little violent for I think a kids movie. I'm sorry, <clears throat> I didn't phrase that right. Is it American family friendly enough <laughs> for? Uh, if I would be fine taking my kids to it if I wanted sure. kids. I right. think if your kids are like eight or nine, they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it'll probably be like the first movie, and then they'll. It's. I mean, like yeah. Brad. I, Brad, were you the? Were did you say it was like Deadpool for kids a little bit? Because uh, it has that mentality uh, to it. A, a very less raunchy. Well, yeah. Like right. probably the worst thing is that they sh- say shit like a ton. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. They do. They do. Shit. Yeah, even the that kids ain't say nothing. shit a bunch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, guess what? Our kids say shit a lot. Yeah, they do. So, and sometimes they say the word shit. <laughs> kids say the shittiest things. <laughs> I was trying to figure that joke out. You just got there. That was good. <laughs> All on new Nickelodeon streaming network. <laughs> uh, you can't do that shit on television. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was good. <laughs> cool. What else, Brent? Is on around town. That's it. No That's news it. About the Esquire or anything? Or uh, did I say last week they're coming back in the summer? I cool. believe you did. But yeah. I didn't know if there was any additional updates. So. Um, and then uh, they they replaced the concession stand and the seats and the bathrooms. So oh, cool. Nice. That's all new. So it might end up just just downstairs, I would assume. No, probably both. Oh, okay. Wow. Did they turn it into a robot that gives you your concessions now? That'd be Ooh, amazing. Oh man, it was. It's the old. It's the old Star Tours robot. I yes. People that work there. Rex. <laughs> I don't want to see them go. Welcome to movie. Here's your food. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't show pictures of it. They just said that's well, what they, they did. They still work there. They just re- repair the robot. That's true. Yeah, service yeah. the robots. That's that's our dark future, you guys. Brad, <laughs> you can you you can get a job fixing the robot, and then it can grow to be your friend, and then you can go on adventures together. Oh, at some point, <laughs> <laughs> at some point, we all work for the robots. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it's cool. Skynet's real, guys. I did post that um, I was disappointed that I would not be able to enjoy their squeaky seats anymore. Oh. oh, so 
It did have a character to it. That sound will just the s- the seat I first watched Brick in is in the trash somewhere. <laughs> or oh, in like dumpster a, diving time. I should <laughs> hang out it's by the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> See what kind of stuff I can sell. No, they they sold it all to some like hipster bar, <laughs> you know. Or pe- ooh, no, hipster pizza place. Hipster pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hipster Pizza Parlor. How can yeah, I help you? Do millennials even like pizza anymore? I they, don't even know. They, they named it Mystic Pizza, and it's all movie <laughs> themed. And no, they didn't. It's Mystic Pizza, so it's like M-I-S-T-I-C, so it's a little bit of a reference to the PC game. Oh, no, I was thinking it was you just spell it with an I, and then it's a reference to the mist. Uh, and it's always foggy oh, in there, yeah. and there's weird tentacles that pop out of the walls. A lot of vape fog. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's also a vape shop. It's Myst- also a vape Mystic shop. Pizza. Oh man, it's a vape shop and a pizza parlor. All mm. the seats are old Esquire seats. And has a cute little animated tick as its like mascot. Man, trademark Realness Podcast. I'm gonna stay in my house and not do that. <laughs> if, that's the, if that's an option, that's, it. that's where <laughs> we're taking the business. Can I just ignore that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool. Uh, you guys want to do news or Blu-rays? <laughs> Whichever one. I just thought of Miss Dick Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're not going down that alley. <laughs> we walk right past it. We look, we look, we see Miss Dick, and we go, nope, gonna move on. Real news. Real news. It's Real news. Is it a miss who's a dick or <laughs> a dick that you missed? Oh, no, 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 no. It's a lady with a dick. Oh. Yeah. That's not what That's, I was thinking at all. Oh, the, why not? I feel like I'm watching uh, the Clerks reboot right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So do you think the uh, Stormtroopers on the Star Trek? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think she could have held that lightsaber. Why is everyone getting so upset? Uh-huh. Clerks. <laughs> There's no good transition for this. No, <laughs> Larry, Larry Cohen died this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was sort of a B-movie guy who made stuff I've never seen, I, like Maniac Cop. I'd uh, I'd argue B-movie pioneer or like, or sure. at least like master. I think B-movie mastermind. Um, no, he did the stuff, uh, Cue the Winged Serpent, Maniac Cop, The Ambulance, Original Gangsters, uh, the It's Alive trilogy, which um, I talked about not too long ago. Um, yeah, no, um, it, what I love about, um, well, not like, there's nothing to love about anybody passing away. But a year ago, though, they released the documentary King Cohen, which was about his ho- entire career, and it was it was a very loving uh, uh, film about his career with him participating. That really made you understand like how much of an impact he had on the low budget filmmaking, the horror community, every aspect. Like honestly, like it's it. Everything he did, he always tried to have some sort of statement to say, even if it wasn't the most, like, overt statement. Like, every one of his films is saying something. It's just that it is so wrapped up in the exploitation and or genre minutia that it doesn't always get noticed. Uh, Black Caesar is a great example of Mm. how he handles inner city violence and stuff like that. And the It's Alive trilogy is a lot about the fears of being a parent in, in in a world that's, you know, polluting the air. You know, there is these small things that he did, but he was a genius at it. The stuff is an amazing horror movie, um, uh, or at least amazingly inventive. Um, sure. It's a little goofy, but, you know, like, the thing is, is it's that called the stuff. It should he, be. He, 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 watch the movie. It's fun. Um, but, no. uh, you know, he, 
he was kind of a weird like indie pioneer in that sense. Like he got in trouble filming Q the Winged Serpent because the New York City officials thought there was an actual terrorist attack in the building where he was filming, <laughs> and he made news headlines like, and it was a big deal. But oh, wow. but yeah, he he will be missed. Like I I was appreciate I appreciated last year seeing that documentary, talking about it with Steve at mm. the Alamo, and then going back and revisiting his stuff. Yeah, um, you know, he, he's a very and he was a very funny guy. Like he he was off the cuff. So. I forgot that he made phone booth. Yeah, he, he, like wrote, we- he wrote. Oh yeah, that's right. He wrote. Yeah. yeah, but it was like that again is one of those things that resurged him a little bit, where he just threw a script to Joel Schumacher and said, "Hey, why don't you do this?" And bam, and it is yeah. it's I love one of movie. the best Joel Schumacher movies ever. So, um, yes, yeah, uh, I mean one of them. I mean, there th- he's made fine films. Oh, but anyway, yeah, yeah Larry Cohen's that's one some, of them. Larry Cohen's made some great films. Um, not not classics to everyone, but classics to some. Oh shoot! I already closed the article. What did he? He was he was older. He did okay. Yeah, he 70s. no, yeah, yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, okay. yeah, seventy-seven. I think. All right. Yeah. So he, yeah, he will be missed. Way to be. Um, uh, did you guys talk about the James Gunn stuff last week? Yes, we did. We okay, talked, cool. We talked about it. it was, um, you know, unless you have, an I couldn't remember where. No, did it was someone just, get angry about it? Technically, in the last seven days is also when they announced that his Suicide Squad movie is going to be a reboot. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah, so. which is wonderful. That's what yeah. it needs to be. Um, so it's all it's all fantastic. Yeah, uh, they keep casting people in the Dune movies. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'll see. That. I mean, everybody they cast, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. And then and I'll see that movie. Uh, it doesn't matter. If, I'll see if, the movie. I'll if, s- I will see that movie. What if David Lynch has a cameo in it? I'll see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll hesitate. Oh, okay. I hope he plays the big fish guy. You know, at the beginning, like the big guy in the tank uh, who yeah, goes yeah. like, oh, I predict. Dude, I, Criswell I, predicts. I told I told uh, J- Henry because he's 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 the David. He's the bigger David Lynch fan of like any of us. But I, I watched Dune once and I'm I, I, I don't mind it, but it doesn't like occupy my headspace. So. Yeah, it's it's OK. I mean, it's the second best David Lynch film. Oh, OK, let's not get um, started on that one after <laughs> after a straight story. It's the second best David Lynch film. It's okay. I mean, Sting's in it. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you still know. need to watch The it's, Elephant Man, so you don't know all of David it's, Lynch. It's <laughs> got it's got the heart plugs, which is pretty badass. Like, there's a dude who will just like rip a cork out of people's chest, and then all the blood, all their blood, will pour out of their body onto the floor. Right. And it's a pretty yeah. horrifying thing to watch when your dad shows it to you at like twelve. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but it was cool. I yeah, thought it was dope. No. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Dennis Vanilla Ice does with that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some trailers, though. Ooh. Like, I uh, I know Zach's favorite trailer, mm-hmm. um, which which uh, dropped very recently that mm-hmm. he's very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, especially then when they announced that Danny Trejo would be playing Boots. <laughs> I um, still haven't seen this one. <laughs> Which is the trailer for Dora the Explorer? Nickelodeon's Dora the Explorer. I didn't see the trailer. What's um, in it? Oh, oh, it looks. Does it? F- it looks fine. Did Michael? It Mike- looks just. It looks like it's fine, but that the costume director just used primary colors for everything. Okay. Like it. It's just. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Michael Bay produced it. Is there an explosion? Yes. Ah. <sighs> um. No, it actually kind of looks really fun. Okay. Like, there's some really shitty jokes in it, but there was definitely smarts where I was like, okay, it's okay. For, it's for preschoolers, so well, I would expect some dumb well, jokes. Well, I mean, it <laughs> is and it isn't, because it's like, well, A, the monkey is Danny Trejo now, which, all right. Which all um, monkeys should be voiced by Danny <laughs> Trejo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those Planet of the Apes movies, 
redub him with Danny Trejo's voice. Yeah, and then I think there's, it's got sort of a, a a dose of of like Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle thrown in, where like oh, okay. she's she leaves the jungle and goes and tries to get a normal life, and then she gets kidnapped to take back to the jungle with all her friends. Okay, and they're gonna have witty comments about the jungle and how she has a friend that's a monkey. Question: Since Benicio del Toro is playing Swiper, uh, does that mean it would there's going to be an uncomfortable dinner scene with Swiper at a dinner table? A swiper, not in the trailer. <laughs> oh, um, no swiping in this one. But I do think whatever happens, it's going to be an anticlimactic fight. There's going to be a scene when, where when you can defeat the bad guy by simply telling them to go no swiping. <laughs> when 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 the fight at the end comes up and you just go. Uh, 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 no swiping. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Um, I think there's there's going to be a scene following that where Swiper and Dora are sitting in a hotel room and he's giving her a contract saying, you have a sworn statement that you'll never tell me to not swipe again. No, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he pulls out a gun. <laughs> in all seriousness, so, uh, we did get a trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, um, we did. Which man... Uh, that m- made me remember that I like Quentin Tarantino movies. Well, you should. Um, you should like them. They're good yeah. movies. Well, um, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. You know, well, he's he's burned me a late, a lately, and uh, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm I'm a, a lot more forgiving than James is. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I don't want to have to forgive. You know, that's fine. You know, <laughs> I want to be entertained. Okay. Okay. But anyway, no. This one looks. I I think this one looks interesting in this. In one in the respect that he's stepping away from his heavier genre fare lately. In terms of like not like he hasn't made a movie set in the present day. I think since Death Proof. Yeah. So I I'm really hoping this is a like nice guys style, fun Quentin Tarantino movie where he changes history. Because what I don't want to watch is pregnant Margot Robbie get stabbed twenty times. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I want to see the the version of this where Charles Manson gets shot in the face twenty times. Which, and y- then I'm y- good. I mean, like, yeah, and I, I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to approach the story because it really does seem like this is this is going to primarily center around an actor in Hollywood um, at the turning of a tide where the movie industry is going to change dramatically. Yeah. I think that's what Which the movie is going to ultimately be about. And, and that could be really fascinating. And especially like then having maybe if, if the, if the, if the Manson stuff is actually like this tiny little undertone, you know, there's a motion underneath, you know, and you're, or maybe you're just talking about the way that, you know in in the wake of the Alice and Mac allegations like having a conversation about cultism in mm-hmm. Hollywood um right. i think is actually really really relevant mm-hmm. um well and it's well it's relevant across the board in terms of like any indoctrination but like yeah but there is also i mean i think i i think it's fair to say that at least it's it's very prevalent or 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 sort of out there when you see it in Hollywood, when you have Scientology and then all these other things that keep popping up and you're like, there is something about, and part of it is that the celebrity draws in, you know, cults that want to grow right. 
you know. I think, um, but I but I've learned with this, like I've learned with Quentin Tarantino over the years that like whatever you, <laughs> whatever you think the movie's going to be about is probably what it's not going to be about. Yeah, you you will you will be disappointed only in the respect that what your prediction was is not accurate. Yeah. So, and I say that mainly with Hateful Eight because Hateful Eight to me just felt like uh, it, the trailers made it seem like it was one thing, and then I walked out of it saying like, oh, he's trying to address a certain issue and he's doing it this way. Yeah. Now, granted, obviously he does it in a different approach than he's done it in the past. And he, with Django and Inglorious Bastards, there's, you know, they're more, more on the nose. And I, I'm curious with this one, especially since he's going back into a more plainclothes setting, like what he's going to do, how prevalent will dialogue be compared to, say, action going on in the films? Sure. Um, because like his films have gotten uh, more action heavy. The, the trailer looks fantastic. It does. I mean, no, it if does. it weren't for the Chekhov's gun of him telling us what the movie is, or telling us about this being a Charles Manson movie, um, if it weren't for that, there wouldn't even be a question. I'd just be like, "This looks really cool." The, the, Margot Robbie plays some blonde lady, and then you get in the movie, and you're like, "Oh, see, oh shit!" So he see the thing is, is that like, what I. What, the one thing I like about the trailer a lot, because honestly, the trailer doesn't give a lot, and I think Sony is going to have... I don't think Sony knows how to market it, because those posters look like crap. Um, but um, the uh, like they, they are just flat-out garbage compared oh, you mean, to everything. You mean, the, you mean the posters where they got the guy who photoshops uh, Bruce Willis's face onto, onto posters yeah, I'm talking about to, that one. Put, to put Brad Pitt into this movie? I'm talking about that one. Somebody yeah. else did some artwork that was way better, and they... Like posted it on like digital playlist or like what was it? But anyway, no, oh, I'm sure. Th- the thing is, is that like the beginning is a, it, a TV actor being interviewed and like that gets me excited because I know he's going to talk about things that I'm interested in and that nobody else gives a shit about. Which is why I posted on Facebook that like this is going to be a movie, be a movie just for me and no one else is going to give a shit. Yeah, so but sometimes <laughs> those movies are amazing and I love them. Like yeah. Hail Caesar. Yeah. Um, uh, but they but but. You know, want, people say that that good. movie's not good, so you know, the, the, whatever. The, those are just dumb people. I agree, but like, Hateful Eight is a bad movie. Well, but that's your Hail Caesar is great. Um, well, I mean, I, I like them both, so <laughs> we're not having this conversation anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's fine, whatever. I mean, yeah. it, you're you love whatever you love. I, my personal thing though is, is like, I like hearing new music out of these, and mm-hmm. I liked hearing that uh, uh, bring a little love and song. And uh, I know he's got to have a harder time finding that stuff now that he's got competition in James Gunn's movies. I've heard he's got a I've heard, <laughs> I've heard he's got a bigger record collection than James Gunn. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, um, you know, it, it'll be fun. I I was interested in this though. So this one takes place in 1969. Uh, all of his other modern day films take place in the 90s and stuff like that. Kill Bill takes place in the present day. Yeah, this po- oh, that's true. He is never going to address the 70s because he holds it too precious. I was just gonna say, wait a <laughs> second. He's making a movie that's kind of modern day, but set before the 70s happened. I can't like, touch it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like he, where, what, what music? He can't use any of his music. No man, I can't. Uh-huh. Touch, I, I can't touch the seventies. Too perfect. Yeah, too perfect. Well, maybe that'll be his tenth film. Yeah, that'll be. That'll be the last one. Is like it's oh, a. No. It, you know what it is? It's a remake of Shaft. <laughs> no, it's actually he's gonna he's gonna. Oh, go ahead. I thought Death Proof was the seventies. No, uh, no, no, no. Death no, Proof's Death current Proof's day. Modern, They've yeah. got cell phones in that man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's, it's homaging the seventies. Right. Yeah. But it um, they've got cell phones in that thing. Right. Just, the the. Uh, Sydney Poitier's daughter in the movie is texting up a storm in that movie because yes. she's because a, do- a guy ditched her and right. then that's why they go on their little journey and then stuntman Mike follows them and yeah. that movie's great watch Death Proof guys his tenth film is going to be a partnership with Tom Hanks they're gonna call it the seventies it'll be on Netflix soon. <laughs>
Uh, the very last thing is, well, the very last trailer was we got the new trailer for Toy Story 4, um, mm-hmm. which is going to kill me. Um, I like they're going to they're going to make Buzz and, and Woody break up, right? Like I watched that trailer. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like I watched that trailer and it's not the thing they're saying. But like, I think Woody's gonna retire and become an, an antique, while everyone else has to go on without. Yeah, him. like one Ooh. of these. Uh, when this movie is done, Woody and B- Buzz will not be in the same house. Like, just the tone of that trailer and the questions they're asking about your purpose for existing. Mm-hmm. They're just. They're they're it's rough. Like I'm looking at this going like, oh, man, no. See, see, I didn't read too much into it while watching it, but I, I, I like the concepts that they're dealing with in terms of the Forky character, which I appreciate a lot. Like right. the idea of like, I don't, I'm not a toy. I don't what am I? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, it is literally the what is life thing. And I like the whole idea of like the reason we didn't see Bo in Toy Story 3 is because she like literally like had to like fend for herself and like. Yeah. But it also makes me wonder if she's going to somehow be the villain and I won't I, I don't weird, want that. It's but. weird to make her the villain. Yeah. But but um, I they've I done wanted, this. I wanted to be more like a uh, like a Jesse character where you, you you give me a backstory and I understand and then maybe they swap <laughs> or 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 maybe that's part of why Woody stays. Yeah. He's like, "No, I'm I'm going to stay with Bo." But yeah, see like but the thing is is like every Pixar movie I see, like every time I see an ad for it, I'm like, I can usually pick out the villain within the trailer. So, mm-hmm. but I don't I'm not going to go on it. I'm not going to make any bold park. Yeah, but so. Bo is the only like there aren't any other than Forky, there's there aren't any new characters. Right in that trailer, really? Uh, I, no, excuse me. You see them a little bit. I'm sorry. Key and Peele play two wonderful new characters that I cannot wait. Are they in that trailer, or are they or are they just in the teaser? They're, they're, I think they're in the teaser. They're in they the teaser. Anything, but they're, yeah. I think they're, they're there. Yeah. I think you see them in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah ducky and a bunny. Right. And th- those are the stuffed animals that I'm gonna get. But <laughs> ducky, ducky and the bunny are not the villains. But they're the funniest part of those teasers yeah. <laughs> that I liked watching. Uh, the vi- the villain is a stagnant stagnant self identity man. Like the villain, the villain is staying in one place, man. The two stars of Keanu will be in this movie. Yeah. Uh, God, but get them in another movie. I know Jordan Peele's doing great, but get them in another movie together, please. Uh, Live action. Speaking of dumb stuff that Zach likes, uh, Bill and Ted put out a video this week saying that they're making a movie this summer. Yep. We are going to, the world's going to be saved, guys. We're, we, we don't have to worry about a damn thing anymore. They're going to yeah. face the music. They're going to write the song that'll save the world. But in better news. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. They announced that it'll when be released. When there's a trailer. Th- th- when there's a tra- yeah. They announced it'll be released in 2020, which yeah. I'm more than happy about. Yeah. I wish they could have done it on the 30th anniversary somehow, but the. You make a movie when you get the money, man. Well, no. I, yeah. And that's our whole thing is they were just, they were trying to lock down the financing. It seems yeah. like from every report. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alamo released the details on their season pass, uh, which I got an week. email about it and I had already filled out an email as Brad like reminded yeah. me. So, yeah. w- but maybe we're on a short list or something. I Hopefully. think you guys are. Well, cause weren't you guys were signing up for the, the beta before as well, right? Yeah. And yeah. now we're saying so it, it may be, it may be cause they haven't even launched it yet. Mm-hmm. So it may be that like the first thing they're going to do is anybody who had signed up for the beta and either was on it or didn't get in just needs to re-sign up. Yeah, now they're they're going to let you get it first and sort of roll it out in small bits and and maybe control cuz it would be smart to test this cuz they probably aren't quite sure how many people. I mean, Victory gives them some good data on how many people would actually use this, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um cuz it's basically not not um not the top tier but the tier below it. 
anybody commandant yeah i think i think at commandant you're getting like 20 movies a year and if you do that you are making more uh, I, you're getting more tickets than you're paying for basically the the details are it's going to be like 20 bucks a month and you get a movie a day yeah you know and you the best thing about it the, the reason why i never tried movie pass was you just use the app Yep. You can get the seats ahead of time. It's just like buying tickets. They're even going to build the features in so that if you want to use your 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 season pass, but you want to bring four friends with you, you can buy four seats and only pay for three. You're done. Like all those things are. The only thing that would make it easier is if I could buy four seats and put in Brad's season pass and your season pass and only pay for one seat, and it would just hit. You know that right. would that would make it really easy for us to break right. that shit, um, right? Because they're they're not verifying that you guys actually use the tickets, um, but you know, like, yeah, no, oh, yeah, they're Cut. gonna make all their money back on all the Lucifer pizzas I'm gonna order. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, for Alamo, this this strategy actually makes good sense because. They make money on the food. Cut, cut to um, movie pass going. But what if we put out two more Bruce Willis movies? Don't you want to see those Bruce Willis right, movies? Like, <laughs> movie pass is like, it's just like you got it too. Continues to die <laughs> the slow death, but I think it's great. I mean, I I wish they'd put it out four years ago. Man, I would have saved so much money. Yeah. I could have retired by now. Um, <laughs> okay, that's a bit shit. bold. <laughs> uh, but seriously, yeah. Um, no, oh, I yeah. think it's great. It's the only thing that's the, the news of this is the thing that's keeping me from doing the AMC one. Even oh, yeah. though I go to AMC more often just because of convenience. but There's no reason you can't do them both. If you're actually seeing, if you're seeing enough movies at an AMC a month because they're not at an Alamo, you're still saving money. Like, th- that's that's yeah, not it, a bad idea. Yeah, but I have if to. If you're doing that. But I, but I have to find a job that pays me enough money to justify this. <laughs> well, but hold on. It's not about justification, right? Yeah. If, if there are two movies a month. Yeah, that you see at the Alamo. Yeah, because they're at the Alamo. Then you've already paid for it essentially. Then you, then you're saving money. And if in your in the current way things are, there's two movies a month uh, or so. I don't actually remember what the AMC pricing is, but I think it's about it's, the it's same. It's twenty one bucks a month. Yeah, if there's two movies a month at an AMC bec- that you're going to because it's, you know, it didn't come to the Alamo near you, or you waited too long, but you or you're, the AMC, you're seeing yeah. us a third time and it's already out of the Alamo oh, or whatever. Oh, sorry, Just because there's no, there's more screenings. Uh, yes, I'm assuming you're only gonna see it three. T- no, two. I'm only gonna see it about a hundred times. <laughs> um, but the uh, you know, there's you could still theoretically save money by having both passes. Right. You yeah. know. No, I I get what you're saying. It is. Yeah. Um, and then in the two big pieces of like, well, okay, real quick thing. Netflix is gonna have like a mobile pass for like four dollars, theoretically. Mm. Whatever. Um, Disney bought Fox. So that f- finally went through, which means that Buffy the Vampire Slayer is now a Disney princess, which is my favorite new thing. And what's the price of that, James? <laughs> uh, did they actually say what the price was? What uh, the final? No, no, b- no, b- no, no I meant the moral price. Oh, oh. <laughs> what's the cost? Um, At what cost is? What's the superhero the, price? The, <laughs> the moral price of Disney buying Fox is nowhere near as bad as the moral and ethical problems with Google Stadia. Um, but st- still, yeah. Um, my my. We well, <laughs> we may have lost something here, but at the same time, 
Here's the thing. I, it's not. It. I mean, I don't like seeing a bunch of people who have worked hard to try to work in the film industry getting laid off because of a merger. That, oh yeah. That it, was that was the. Oh, that's the only yeah, thing about the, this that frustrates me. Oh okay. I thought you meant. Yeah yeah. There's there's like four thousand people probably that are going to lose their jobs. Because because um, which is a really a shame. I mean, a lot of it is redundancy between the two studios. Well, because again, it all it all ties back to something Brad mentioned like way back when this thing was being announced. Is like it's one less place to go. Oh, absolutely. To to try to, to to pursue your vision. Absolutely. And like and I love Disney, but I am also aware of Disney's flaws. 100%. And uh what they limit themselves on. And there was also a darker future here where Comcast bought it and <laughs> <sighs> Avatar could have joined the Get Out universe. <laughs> Cuz Comcast <sighs> owns Universal, so Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Avatar could have joined the Fast and Furious universe. Would that have ruined it for you? I don't like any of these options. Where can we put Avatar? <laughs> uh, in the garbage. Okay. Um, I'll tell James Cameron you said that. Yeah, he won't be surprised. Yeah, I see him every um, day, folks. Yeah. Uh, and then... But yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for what they can do with it. That being said, you know. Like, yeah. I, mean, I want to know what how they'll do with the stuff with Marvel. And... Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that a lot of it, you're not going to see anything change for a bit. The Marvel stuff, it's going to take a, year, a couple years before you start seeing them really go you know right. yes i'm sure kevin Feige has some ideas where he's like man i bet we could make a fantastic four movie that's not shit i think you should make it a tv uh, show but i bet they they put the brakes on x-men for a while oh yeah um, they need to they need to let <laughs> like, cool off because unlike spider-man where you know they could just put their weight behind that one and, and fix it like Oh, that also, that's also because like Sony's never going to give up Spider-Man ever. They will never give that well, up. Well, but I, I more mean like the they were they were able to take that that kind of twisted canon of films mm-hmm. and go like, okay, we're going to fix this in people's minds so that you understand what's going on now, and we can keep it and going. get you to buy in and and merge this new character in with our fr- whole franchise, and you you know you won't lose step. Don't worry, guys. Robert Downey Jr.'s here. Robert Downey Jr.'s here. <laughs> the amount of confusion that they would cause if they went and and just general, if if they all of a sudden were like, hey, there's going to be four Marvel or you know Marvel MCU movies a year, and one of them is going to be X Men, and we're going to start like the fatigue that is already there, which obviously does hasn't materialized because everybody goes and sees these goddamn movies, but it is, the fatigue though. will get real, like because I don't even know that I want to see that many. Yeah, you know. Oh no, I'm 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 a little weathered myself. Yeah. So. Um, I want them to do good by those characters. Yeah. But I've also had some good movies with you know like yeah it's it's fine you know yeah. so anyway. Uh, a very last piece of news is that today Apple, quote, announced their streaming service. And uh, had a picture of Stevie Apple, Boy. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, where they they didn't say anything meaningful, like what it's going to cost or, you know, why they basically just ripped off Frontier from Netflix and made it a sci-fi show. Uh, but what they did have was um, a bunch of actors and filmmakers come out and talk about what filmmaking is and how they're going to help. Um, the only real exciting things are Steven Spielberg's going to produce a, an amazing stories show for it. Right. Um, and a couple of the shows, you know, might look, might be good. Um, but I think that Apple treats their customers poorly. Um, and the closed system is going to remain a closed system. So if it means at the end of the day, if th- if it means I have to buy a another box or 
I can watch like if I if I can Hook you know to it via your account. Yeah, like let's let's say that that there's some show of theirs I really like, and so I go buy an Apple TV, mm-hmm. and I I pay for that show, but then I can't watch it on my phone because they won't build an app because they're dicks and they treat their customers like shit, um, and they still believe in the closed system even though that idea was proven false thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of shitty. And so is this the appropriate time to announce that you and Sorkin are writing Steve Jobs too? <laughs> jobs I, from the grave. <laughs> I just yeah, I, I, I'm it's also like such a non-announcement because they didn't tell you what the price is. Like right. all they said was uh, we're going to not have commercials, which is great. I mean, uh, that f- uh, sure. That's news because that feels like that should be assumed, but unfortunately we live in the world of CBS yeah, all like Netflix. <laughs> like and Hulu. Um yeah, like it's just another Burn. one. It kind of sucks because it feels like we're entering this like this darkest timeline future where we're going to end up paying for seven different subscription services if you want to watch all the shows that you actually enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, at some point I'm just going to not or like or we can I mean, you can't see this cuz it's a podcast. We can look behind my back and we can see physical media, which Thankfully, still exists now. Sure. So get your hands on it and show them that you still want it. If there's if there's any platform that I think might actually never put anything out on Blu-ray, though, it's probably Apple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who really just wants you to give them money every month so that they can put it in the coffer and never use it but until Netflix they want to buy Disney. But Netflix is trying my patience because they won't give me a Buster Scruggs Blu-ray. Fuckers. Sure, sure. Or Roma. I want fucking Roma on Blu-ray. Sure. I don't need a 4K. Just a Blu-ray. it'll probably come. They tend to put their stuff on Blu-rays. First their weather machine, now their lack of DVDs and Blu-rays. Like, fucking Sorrentos. Um, I do I do like High Flying Bird, though. One of the best films I've seen this year. High Flying Bird on Netflix. I want Glow on, on Blu-ray. What, what do you want? Oh, yeah. Oh, Glow, Glow. Yeah, Glow would be great on Blu-ray. Glow would be good on Blu-ray. You could put that, That's you could, a great show. You could put it in a fun VHS I'll set. break my complete series rule to buy individual seasons of Glow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get that Netflix. Wow. That's a lot. Cut to Netflix headquarters. This kid's serious. Get started on it. I think at some point this just becomes the same way as like when I was growing up and we didn't have HBO and you'd hear about like The Sopranos and I'd be like, well, I don't have HBO, so I'm just not watching that. At some point, the streaming services become that where it's like, oh, are you watching C on Apple TV? Which my answer wouldn't be, no, I don't have Apple TV. I'd be like, no, fuck you. Why would I watch that? That's on that fucking Nazi thing. But still, um, on any of these, right? Like, do I watch Star Trek Discovery? No, because I don't have CBS All Access because it's kind of garbagey. Like, you know, at some point you just don't watch things because they're not on a platform that you care about. CBS Access is still going to get my money because I want to watch The Twilight Zone that bad. I've already yeah. planned, but I've already planned for um, it. Once that, once their first season's done, I'm shutting it down. I'm, I'm either gonna, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm probably just gonna wait till there's a Blu-ray, like if there, because even watching the trailers, I'm like. This looks cool, but uh, why would I pay extra for this? Especially if it's just one show. Submit you know? it for your approval. A man who doesn't know if he should just buy a service for one show. Uh, a how? service that can only be found in the Black Mirror. Wait, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah, they, they, they should just figure out. Uh, if they started selling CBS All Access without commercials, that'd probably be enough for me to at least buy it for a while to watch that show yeah but the fact that i'm paying to watch commercials maddens me mm-hmm. um especially when so often it's like the same commercial See, twice in a they row have that option you just have to pay more for it yeah but the, but i'm paying like half of a season of a of a blu-ray a month 
Like it, the they, pricing doesn't make sense. But they want you to know that you can still watch the Big Bang Theory until it ends, and you can still watch Young Sheldon until we all die. And this is why <laughs> I don't want to support them financially. <laughs> like, um. Anyway, that's news. Sweet. What's coming on on Blu-ray? Speaking of physical media, which is the superior format. That's a great question. DVD releases and Blu-rays. Uh, the the first and most important Blu-ray out this week mm-hmm. is from Sony, okay. and it's it's uh, it's Multiplicity out <laughs> on Blu-ray this week for the first time. You can see Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton. That movie's weird. And Michael Keaton <laughs> and Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton mm-hmm. with uh, a special appearance by Michael Keaton. Ironically. There's probably a limited number of these Blu-rays out there, so oh. make sure you get one. Oh, uh, no, really, uh, it should say limited edition on it just to just to make that joke complete. That would be really good. <laughs> that would be really good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ant Man is out this week, uh, or Ant Man? Ant Man would be great. Aquaman, <laughs> yeah. Also, a character that no one thought should have a movie, My but man. then did. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman is out on 4K this week. There's also a, a steel book that's kind of like the same cover. It's just like comic booky art. Steel yeah. books, gotta um, love them. Which I, uh, <laughs> I see Brad just like angry. Brad, let <laughs> me ask you a question. Am I gonna buy Aquaman having not seen it, and then watch it, just because I think it might be good? No, I mean I didn't like it, and I'm still buying oh, it. Oh, that's right, you didn't even like it. So. I thought it was fun, dumb shit, and I think <sighs> I've it's seen worth a lot watching. of video, like like the word of mouth was good, but then I've seen a lot of like breakdown videos where people are like, a lot of this shit is bad. Do you like heroes that don't earn anything? No, <laughs> I like the Marvel movies. <laughs> Do you like Willem Dafoe in a man bun? <laughs> mm. Do you like Willem Dafoe? Do you like Does colorful? He... Is he CGI'd to look young? And one moment he is. All right. All right. I'm turning around. Do you like colorful underwater sea battles with giant crustaceans? And Oh, categorically, no. <laughs> <laughs> Across the board, this I don't. This may not be the movie for you. Yeah. All right. Wait, Maybe I'll rent you, it on Amazon. Did you buy Do you like explosions? Yeah. There's a frequent lot. explosions. Okay, I'm, I'm back in. And some of them are underwater. <laughs> Ooh. Underwater, on land, there's there's a lot of them. But they look beautiful, like a painting. Is there ever in this movie a wide shot from above the ocean where there's just like ripples and some bubbles to show like that the that there's a battle going on under the ocean, but that we don't get to see it at all? That'd be a hilarious shot, but no. <laughs> no I, I really like the idea of that shot. Like that would be great. Just call James Wan. Make sure he gets in the next one. Oh man, all right. But I mean, if you, I mean, did you buy Venom on Blu-ray? I'm going to hit you with this mic. No, that was a sincere Did question. Did I buy it? Was it a sincere question? This is a sincere question. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes no. people buy things. No, I, I didn't buy Venom on Blu-ray. Then, then don't buy Aquaman on Blu-ray. I don't think so you're saying Aquaman is about as good as Venom. Uh, no, I think Aquaman's a tiny bit better. But like, if you're not going to... I mean, you didn't like Venom and you didn't buy it. I don't think you're going to blind buy Aquaman. I okay. My point. Yeah. All right. All right. I, this was just me trying to give DC a chance. Having not liked Wonder Woman very much and thinking maybe this is the the fun entry that'll get me back in. Being diplomatic. I dig it. Yeah, maybe we should see should see this Shazam first. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm seeing Shazam. Yeah. yeah. But Actually. that's not really a DCEU movie. It's not. Uh, mm, is it? 
It's okay. All right, all right, all right. Don't say anymore. All right, all right, all right. I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in. It's it clear, clearly is. It's okay. A, it's a front approach to a 1940s serial hero. <laughs> uh, Stan and Ollie is out on Blu-ray this week. Yay! Uh, you so should see it if you haven't seen it, James. I haven't, so it's I will. Wonderful. Yeah. That's a good blind buy. That that I might just blind buy. That's, that's a blind buy. <laughs> um, uh, similarly, uh, if Beale Street could talk, which I didn't get to see because it was at Christmas time and uh, everything was out, and uh, Henry I and I loved anything. it. So yeah, I really want to yeah. see it. So. Or at least I loved it. Uh, Henry said he liked it. So. Yeah. Um, and then can you ever forgive me? Uh, oh, which is also I one s- of those movies that I still need to watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't actually think I know anything about it. I just have heard people talk about it. I've seen the trailer once, but I, I, I just everyone keeps telling me it's fantastic. And then Richard E. Grant is worth watching. So yeah, yeah. and then Melissa McCarthy's good in it too. But. Yeah. Um. So I'll probably rent it or check it out. But now I can. Yeah. Because it's can. out. Yeah. Uh, there's a movie out this week uh, also with Michael Keaton that I'm only bringing up because. This cover is problematic. Okay, what is um, it? What is it? It's a movie called The Squeeze. I thought it was The Twin Towers. It is The Twin Towers. Show, show so it's this. a it's oh, a giant. It's not a stack of cash. No, 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 no. Oh, this oh, is this is oh, a problematic poster. Oh god. You know, like this is one of those. But this new movie. Th- th- no, yeah, no, it's not. But this is this Kino Lobor. <laughs> how often do they like? You know, you, you go maybe go get a screenshot from the movie. Make that the cover. Anyway, what we're describing is They're like how many people remember the squeeze <laughs> enough to be offended by that <laughs> So 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 the cover of this movie is Michael Keaton with his Michael Keaton uh uh hair. <laughs> um uh, what is that? That's one of those uh business in the front, party in the back uh haircuts. You know what I mean? It's it's mullet, um, but it's not mullet. It's a well it's like a it's like a if a mullet and a jerry curl had a had a baby, it would be Michael Keaton's hair. And they became and, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it says the squeeze and Michael Keaton is standing between the twin towers mm-hmm. and he's kind of squeezed in there comedically. And he's the same height as both the towers. Yeah, he is. Yes. He's because the same he's height. Like, How could I deal with these right, finances? So sque- well, cause it's actually, uh, it's in the honey. I blew up the kid, um, franchise. Right. And, uh, so he's as tall as the twin towers and he's squeezed in there like, uh Oh, um, and then there's a giant fist or a giant hand that's, that's, grabbing the, the both of the twin towers and squeezing him between them and they're all cracking and like they're going to explode and crushing him and he's like oh the towers are singular pieces of concrete yes and yeah not hundreds of and, floors and as though he, michael keaton is going to be crushed and killed by the twin towers it's a metaphor for capitalism i'm just saying maybe photoshop a different cover <laughs> um if you released, uh, if you released the 1970s King Kong, do you use the cover with him dancing on top of the Twin Towers, or do you use a different cover? I'm always for using the original poster art. Oh yeah, that's see, that's the thing, and that's that's one of the memorable, like uh, the marketing of that King Kong movie is one of the most memorable parts of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, not the movie. <laughs> also out this week on uh, Warner Brothers Archive is a. Lesser known but very well known in my family, little Doris Day movie called The Glass Bottom Boat, mm-hmm. which is not very good, but is kind of fun and entertaining, but is not very good. Um, yeah. There's there's a very long and not very funny sequence where she fights with a with a vacuum cleaner. Um, there's also some really good like dance song and dance sections uh, where I've, she sings about the deep blue sea. I've never and that's great. I think I've seen maybe one or two actual Doris Day movies like from her, from her heyday. Like, yeah. So this this isn't one of them, but like. Hearing you talk her fighting fighting a vacuum, I'm like, I kinda wanna watch oh, yeah. that now. This movie is It would be completely fifties as fuck. <laughs> this movie is not a very good movie, yeah. but I'm going to buy it. Oh, of course you are. So you can borrow it when I do. 
Um, nice. <laughs> it'll be a few weeks. I'm going to wait till it gets down to like 15 bucks. Oh, good luck. Uh, <laughs> well, it's only at 18 now. Who's going to buy it enough to justify the price drop? <laughs> oh, I guess it is Warner Archives, right? So yeah, they only, they only print them as they need them. You, you'll be lucky if they drop it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, from Actually, this is just from Paramount, but it's a really cool looking release. Uh, Pet Cemetery is getting a 4K release. Oh, Best shit. Buy has week. a Mondo Steelbook of it. They which do. You just brought up. Which I had. Show me that Steelbook. Um, <gasps> it's pretty dope. Holy fuck, I want that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, probably the coolest looking thing that you'll see in this But Blu-ray. it's not the that four. That cat tongue kind of looks like a vagina, though. No, the cat <laughs> the cat tongue. You the, can't unsee it. Yeah, no, I can see it. I, no, the, I said what? you can't unsee it. No, yeah. the, cat tongue, the cat tongue is a... Is a, is a it's um, a person in a coffin. But a person in a coffin. If you step back, it's kind of like a vagina. And if you blur your eyes a bit. <laughs> uh, you're just farther away. <laughs> My, my have, eyes are destroyed by. I have glasses. Staring at monitors for too long. It looks. It looks like an upside down person in a coffin. But it only has the Blu-ray in it, right? Not the 4K. Uh, no, I think this is. Uh, oh, uh, yes. let me check. Yeah, I think it is. Oh no, no, it is the 4K. Okay, cool. Ultra HD. Yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. Right. Then I'm yeah. getting that. Good I, job. I good job, a, Best Buy. I have the cheapo copy, so I'll get this one. Um. Uh. Yeah. No, it's a. It's a cool looking cover. Sometimes. Um. Steelbook is better. Steel I would. Movie. I would. Yeah. I would be. Uh, I would entertain the idea of this movie if I hadn't just watched the trailer because of Zach. So, but still, it's a fun <laughs> movie and Fred Quinn's finest performance that isn't Hen- Herman Munster. Yeah. Uh, but ironically, Zach and I were just talking about this, but uh, from Keenan Lorber this week is a f- uh, for a few dollars more. Yes, uh, uh, Clint Eastwood's second film in the Sergio Leone Dollars trilogy. Yeah. So now they've got all of them, and I've looked at the special features on them. And they're fucking amazing. I need I, like and the That's first a cool cover. They have Good, Bad, and the Ugly and Fistful already, and they're really cheap. This mm. is the only expensive one in the bunch, so I'm gonna get it in a bundle this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, oh, I'm gonna wait on that one because it's my favorite. Uh, from <laughs> vinegar <laughs> from vinegar syndrome, vinegar syndrome. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Didn't buy that. Uh, in the cold of the night. No idea what that is. Some mm. kind of gangster movie. Uh, from Shout Factory this week is the Boris Karloff movie The Body Snatcher. I'm amazed they're putting that out. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. No, it's not Warner Archive, is it? No, no, no. It's Shout. Oh. It's so, Shout. So, yeah, Shout's been getting their hands on some Val Luton. This is a Val Luton production, and okay. Val Luton is a very important figure in RKO horror history. Oh, cool. Um, He did the Cat People, uh, Curse of the Cat People, um, and uh, the Leopard Man, and like these 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 films that worked on such a low budget that they had to get creative with the ethereal and the atmospheric. Yeah. Uh, Ca- Criterion did a Cat People one. I should loan to you. It's a great film. It's a it's all about sexual repression, guys. It's wonderful. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also from oh sorry, Brad. No, was a, that came early for me. Oh, did it? I, I was just gonna say. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask you if you had any idea what this is. It's a uh, from Shout Factory. It's a movie called Perfect Blue. That's some kind of. Oh, you've never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, dude. Is it good? Um, they're actually playing at the Alamo. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's it's like a really good psychological thriller about you know fame and stardom. Neat. So I will leave that one open. Check yeah. it out. But it's been only on Blu-ray or DVD for until now. For so forever. Yeah. So cool. It's nice actually, the Blu-ray. It's a shout factory release. It's oh. a beautiful cover. Uh, actually, like the original art, but um, the weird thing is on the Blu-ray because it's a Blu-ray DVD combo. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray has. Um, like the unpolished cut still on it. Okay. Um, basically the DVD version is also on the Blu-ray. Oh, weird. As a menu choice, it's like, huh. why did you make two discs then if you just put them both on the same disc? Because yeah. they're Shout Factory and they're crazy and they do what they want and I love it. Well, can the can a DVD player read it off of the Blu-ray? 
I guess that's true. Yeah. So it only helps people who only have DVD players, but I mean, it's 2019. Th- th- this is, well, or <laughs> not this, but like the Warner Archive video movies and stuff like that. I always wondered why they don't, and maybe you guys have seen them, but I haven't. Like, can they not encode like one side Blu-ray and the other side DVD and then do like a single disc? <laughs> if only an HD DVD had one out, that would be an option. Stop trying to make HD DVD right. happen. It's not going to happen. As soon as, you, as soon as you said HD DVD, I'm like, ah, all right, I, you know what? Don't need it that bad. Sorry, but those red cases don't look as cool as my blue cases. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> Strongly disagree. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Street Fighter collection is also out from Shout Factory this week. Yeah. Uh, which is the Sony Shiba movies, not, the, not anything related to the video game. No, these um, are better. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, uh, that was my point. These yeah. have Sony Chiba, and that video game is a video game. <laughs> um, Although they don't have John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> uh, and then last thing from Vinegar Syndrome. Zach's biography. <laughs> uh, I just love this cover. Uh, the Suckling. Oh, it's got a picture of me on the cover. Blu-ray. <laughs> With this. It looks like Crotey Robot if he was a demon. It yeah. does, yes. Holy it's crap. Like a, it's like an evil bat version of Crow. What's the synopsis of the suckling? Oh, okay. We can go down this road. I want to know. Of evil. Um, <laughs> a woman goes to a back alley clinic. Oh, great. Oh, this, wow. started, this started what well. What year? What year? Uh, huh. I also missed a word in there, so this is going to get worse. Okay. A pure cinematic abortion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ironic. <laughs> so let me read this properly. A woman goes to a back alley abortion clinic. Nailed it. Only to have her aborted fetus attack her, her boyfriend, and everyone else at the clinic. It sounds like a word. So basically, they took the movie It's Alive and somehow made it more or worse. Wait, wait. This is actually a Christian film, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's actually it's it's from Pure Flix. Yeah. 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 Um, Uh, wow. Oh my gosh. There's like, how much special features are there on this one? Uh, I guess the question, wait, who, what company's putting this out? Vinegar Syndrome. What year is it from? It's from 1990. The 90s. Uh, Blu-ray.com has not done a Blu-ray review or a review of it. I don't think they're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like it's been on Blu-ray before, but this is the first time that that uh, was probably an the, import. And the, I still can't get Super Mario <laughs> Brothers the movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Brad, we wanted to put it out, but then we realized we had the suckling. <laughs> it looks like there's a different title or a working title, uh, which was Sewage Baby. Um, that th- which see, that sounds more marketable. Maybe better <laughs> than the suckling. Yeah, the suckling sounds like I'm seeing it in only one theater, and it's somewhere downtown in New York in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> the suckling. Blech. That's the movie Travis Bickle's watching in Taxi Driver. Is the suckling? <laughs> Everything about this is just. Maybe we should move on. Yeah, maybe we should move on from this uh, unfortunate. But I can't look away. Anyway, uh, Zach, what have you been watching? So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Uh, I've watched a couple things. Um, I'm continuing Next Generation. Um, uh, I'd forgotten how much I loved the two-parter redemption uh, with Worf uh, clearing his family name. Uh, Yeah, that's a great one. That's a, you know what, that, you know what, I I don't know if I'm the only person in the world who has this theory in their head, so, like, if I stole your idea, I apologize, but take 
insurrection, turn it into a two-parter episode, and then take redemption and turn it into a movie? Can we make history happen that way somehow? Because redemption is a cooler story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, but I also, and I like Tony Todd, and I like watching him play Worf's brother, and yeah, um, and I. I and, and yeah, like, and I like, I love that they continue to try to get Denise Crosby in that show. Um, and with this one, I, I, I liked how they tied it back to the, um, uh, the Enterprise C, uh, episode where they went back in time and yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah, yesterday's Enterprise and Shooter McGavin was part of the Enterprise at one point, which is a great, like, part of it. But, um, you know, like, revisiting it now, like, when I first saw those things, I kind of was just tuning out and, like I said, it was all blotted out, but watching the focus here i like seeing the characters develop like i like watching kirk there are there are isolated moments where he gets angry back to that first season stuff but for the most part i got it i I like watching that since the borg incident he's uh been a lot more um he's having he's having a seizure so he doesn't know what captain's on the ship picard you said kirk oh i said kirk (laughs) fuck me (laughs) gladly sorry trekker um (laughs) i prefer trekkie Th- that would indicate that you're a, uh, a, a casual fan. Uh, yeah, Trekkers dress up and shit. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and not dress oh, up. Man, I'm a Trekker. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Yeah, I know. Like, Trekkie is, Trekkie is a cool word. Yeah. I associate as a Trekkie. Trekkers tend to be the people who, like, wear their Star Trek uniform to work. Or to the Whitewater trial. Watch Commander. the movie Trekkies. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. That, a, I, I've seen the movie Trekkies. That's a, yeah. that's a great moment in that documentary. Um, but no, I'm I'm enjoying revisiting it. I'm I I'm almost down to the end of it. So I'm gonna. Yeah. But um, on the Star Trek front, though, um, I decided to take a break from the Next Gen crew and revisit my old friends on the original Enterprise. Um, with uh, Captain Picard. <laughs> Captain Picard, yes. Uh, no, with uh, Captain James T. Kirk. Um, God, I was I thought you were gonna say Janeway. Oh my God, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Who Jane? I would love it if Janeway and Spock met. No, um. I would love to just fuck with you and like convince you that the different series were like titled differently. See, here's the thing: like I've only seen like one or two episodes of Voyager, so I only know a little bit about. Then why are you rewatching the old ones? Go watch the ones you haven't seen because Janeway's great. Because I like Next Gen a lot too. Um, not as Voyager. much as I like TOS, which I've seen too many times to count. Voyager is underappreciated. I, I understand that, and I want to and I want to watch it and enjoy it. Um, and uh, but anyway, no, um. I revisited the old crew. I'm re- going through the movies, um, and I rewatched Star Trek: The Motion Picture, um, which I had never watched it on Blu-ray before, and that thing does look great on Blu-ray. Cool, sort of. It. Uh, I was talking to Brad about this uh, a couple of days ago. There needs to be a 4K transfer of not just this one, but all the Star Trek movies. Like they need to find a way to do a 4K transfer. Yeah. Because. Um, so Star they'll Trek, get, they'll get it done right before AK. Star Trek: The Motion Picture has some great visual effects, but the way they've uh, treated that print and uh, transferred it into 1080p or whatever doesn't look the best. Mm. Um, certain effect shots look like they haven't gotten any attention or care, but everything else, which is primarily the stuff that Robert Wise shot, looks fantastic. So, like, basically, anytime they cut to an effect shot, it like you are. No, it's such a noticeable difference. Like it's it's beyond the whole. I can see through the lines of the visual effects. Like there's a shot where is it that the the picture isn't clean, or are you saying you'd like them the, to the touch film, up the, the visual fi- effects? The, the film element, no, the film oh, element. Okay. The film element. They need to cl- they need to find a way to do a like a cleanup on it, which that's what restoration is supposed to do. Yeah. But also, I know that since these are effect shots, I don't know if they have the source for it. Right. So they may not have access to that. But I'd like to see a 4K transfer in general. 
the docking scene looks amazing in for on, on the 4K TV, mm-hmm. which I know that it doesn't like upscale it that much, but it looks fantastic. Sure, the, the stuff going for uh, through V'ger looks amazing. Mm. Uh, Spock going through the different doors of V'ger looks amazing. As I say, how do the doors look? Uh, oh, you how, know, well, we, specifically door three and door sixteen. Those are the doors I care about most. Those you, are the fun ones. You know what? I, you know what I found out this viewing around. They all look like anuses. So this movie is basically the Enterprise yes. going through a bunch of anuses. It's, so yeah, it's like. <laughs> 15 sphincters in a row. <laughs> Star Trek, the anal motion picture. Um, you know, uh, it was it, it, it was too catchy a title back oh, in no. the day. Um, but actually, as far as the story goes, like, I still enjoy what this film, like, is for the most part. I mean, there yeah. is stuff that's missing and it feels a little out of character. But I heard an argument that, like, the Enterprise crew in this story has been away from the Enterprise for so long and away from each other that, of course, they're going to be, like, on high tension. So, like, I appreciate that element of it now more than I ever did. No. I think it's a good one. I think it's it's for when you understand the story of them, like, trying to just get this thing out the door and not knowing whether they were going to make more. And, like, yeah, the, it is a cool it's a cool episode of Star Trek kind of stretched out with some. Hey, people like that Star War. Let's get some cool looking stuff in here. And some of the, and um, some of those nerds love 2001 A Space Odyssey. Right, Let's give yeah, them some of that. Yeah. Like, um. But yeah, yeah, if you just took that movie and cut the space doors section down, I'd be like, "Oh, it, that's a that's a good movie." You know, it's really just how slow it gets that right. that makes it so I kind of don't watch that movie. You right know, now. it's funny though that movie still contains like one of my top five favorite Star Trek moments of all time. Uh, from the movie standpoint, it's uh, Disco McCoy <laughs> coming out of the transporter, going, "Now, just a minute, the reactivation clause. In other words, Captain, I've been drafted." And what's with today's funkadelic music? Like, I, yeah. he's got a disco medallion the size of my fist. It's amazingly funny. Yeah. Um, and I, I wish he had kept the beard throughout the entire movie. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll probably keep going through the um, Star Trek uh, films uh, uh, on that front. Um, I, um, with the exception of one article that I've got to write about films that I've already uh, seen. I have finished the Clint Eastwood Marathon, cool. which took me four fucking years to do right. <laughs> because of just time, patience, and my sanity and mm-hmm. my attempt to get healthy. Yeah. So th- this has been a fun journey. If you can actually, when you read these articles, you can actually w- w- witness me getting healthier as I write these articles. So, yeah. um, But no, um, uh, the last four that I had to watch uh, in order to complete this were the Dollars Trilogy and uh, Unforgiven. So watch the Dollars Trilogy again. That's not a bad way to end it. Is it? That's, those are, th- those that are was, some good movies. That was the whole plan was to end it. And then when Sully when, when Sully was announced, then I was like, oh, that'll be the epilogue. And then he made two more movies. Yeah. And so that's going to be the epilogue is like, where we're, where are we at right now? And should this man go like sit down and eat some pudding? So, you know, like it. It was it's it was fun though. The Dollars yeah. trilogy is still amazing. Like cool. it's Sergio Leone films, man. Like I I couldn't put a I couldn't like rate them individually. I I put in the article. I'm like these are all four star films, guys. If you don't fucking like that, take a take a long walk yeah. off a short pier. Like what is interesting is to watch how they evolve because Fistful of Dollars is very much them saying kicking open a door and saying we're different. Few dollars more, which was the most interesting in the rewatch, is where they start to add dimension to the characters and emotional stakes. Lee Van Cleef in For a Few Dollars More, it's one of my favorite Lee Van Cleef performances. Hmm. He plays a bounty hunter who's 
on revenge, but you don't get the all the revenge motif until like the very end. Sure. But it's strewn throughout really well. Yeah. Uh, and then Good, Bad, and the Ugly, which is a fucking classic. Like yeah. I mean, Eli Wallach, Eli Wallach as Tuco is still one of the most amazing cinematic performances ever. Like it, it's just great. And Clint Eastwood is great through all of those. Yeah. And what rewatching Unforgiven, like I got like God, I love that movie. If you read the article, I got very like I got very serious in a way that I hadn't with these films in a while. Where like it, because it is like it's not just the construction of Western violence. Like it, it is straight up like everyone says it's like revisionist Western. I just say like it's a fucking realistic yeah. Western. <laughs> yeah, I think re- revisionist Western implies that it's yeah. Revisionist <laughs> implies that you're trying to make something that was once cool even cooler. Or, or, it's or like, like you're, you're, yeah, you're, 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 or, you're not telling the truth. You're telling your version of it, right? Which I don't think is accurate. I think it's. It's actually trying to, to sort of turn the gem on westerns as a whole and go like, look, we've we've had our fun. Now this might be a more sobering look at this, um, <laughs> and a, and a much more navel gazy look at this. Yeah, but it's maybe a necessary thing where, you know, you have these movies that that, it, it's almost to me feels like a companion to something like, um, uh, the Wild Bunch, where like. Here's here's a director intentionally making his movie as violent as he can, um, within the purview of the day, He's in order to make a statement he, about violence in the world he was making that film in. Which, and I, I want to know what you think of what I wrote then, because that's yeah, I, I tackled that, but like there's like there's something about I was blown away, or not blown away, but like uh, taken aback by like because I've seen this film multiple times, of course. When little Bill Daggett kicks the shit out of English Bob, like it is. It's haunting on a on a social social political level from the time that it was made because you could look at that thing in multiple ways, mm-hmm. but also it is like it is since Clint Eastwood's behind the camera, it's Clint Eastwood telling Gene Hackman to kick the shit out of Western mythos because that's what English Bob fucking is. He's like a fucking braggart. Yeah. So like it's it, I like watching because every kick Daggett does is another kick into mythos and go like, oh, you like this heroics? Fuck you. That's not heroic. That's not virtue. Fuck you. Like yeah. that's what the movie is, and like, I, and I I was blown away by revisiting it. Like yeah. it it is a great film. It's a wonderful script by David uh, David Van Peoples, like or mm-hmm. David I can't remember his name. David Peoples is yeah. the guy who wrote the script. Um, uh, but it, it it's fantastic. It is the benchmark for like if you think about the only other exceptions of the Dollars trilogy, the Dirty Harry movies, and the movies with Clyde. Those are the only things that Clint Eastwood will ever be remembered for again. Yeah. And, and Unforgiven. Like, I don't even think, thinking about it, I don't even know if Million Dollar Baby will be renowned as much as, like, those other things. And, like, and that's one that won an Oscar, so. I was going to say, but if we know anything about winning Oscars, it actually means that your movie is out of touch and that 20 years from now, no one will give a shit about it. Green Book in theaters now! <laughs> um, so, cool. But, no, um, yeah, so I, I did those. And then... um. Uh, the last thing was like, uh, this is something I saw last week, but I wanted to bring it up, uh, cause I'm a fan of obscure, like celebrity videos from like the eighties and nineties, whether they're hosting a documentary or if they're just doing something weird. So like my, the example I've told you guys before is Patrick Stewart hosting a six hour documentary on the history of MGM and oh, just okay. sitting on an art deco set looking, looking ridiculous, but, sure. but he's rolling with it. This is one involving George Burns, the late comedian, um, you know, part of the Burns and Allen team. Um, in the 70s and 80s, he had a resurgence. 
And in the midst of that resurgence, he was very marketable. He made records. He made television specials. And one thing he did was apparently a 45-minute video called, like, basically it's a lifestyle video. So this video shows, it starts off with George Burns doing a show, and he's just like, I bet you're wondering what my day is kind of like. Well, let me take you through my day. And so it starts with him getting up. You know what I was. (laughs) So I see, like, See, I ver- genuinely was because like, I'm more just like, what the fuck did you do, George? And so he just gets out of bed and we watch him jog around a pool in a wide shot. And then it does that like swipey video wipes and it cuts to his maid and his butler. And they bring in the other members of the family, which are his cats. And he pets one of the cats and the other cat is left in the maid's arms. It's all kind of awkward. Then it goes to his bedroom. And in the bedroom, he does old man exercises. So you see him doing one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. This goes on for like three minutes. Meanwhile, my brain is wondering what I've done with my life. So it's like Crips. <laughs> it's, it's basically <laughs> it's a crib. full hour episode and of then, George Burns doing Crips. So, yeah, so he does that. And then he goes out to his office where, you know, he's going to go do business. And it's the same uh, studio where they uh, shot Dynasty. So he passes by one of the stars of Dynasty and they go, hi, George. And they go, hi, say hi to Joan Collins for me. And then he goes near his studio door. And as he gets to his studio door, who's who ends up being there? But Yakov Smirnoff and uh. Yakov Smirnoff tells George a joke. And George just goes, that's great, kid. Oh, that crazy Russian. And then he goes to dinner In with Soviet Car- Russia documentary bore you. Yes. And then he goes to dinner with Carol Channing. And by the way, everybody who's a professional entertainer in this video is fucking stilted like they have no idea how to react to what they are doing the only one who's interested is in george burns what was and this the, for th- this was to sell to people this is like one of those like videos you buy for children like 45 minute like short video whatnot but no, apparently no, for george burns fans i don't know that's i have the youtube terrible. link and i will send it to you just so you Please can watch don't. a section of it Please don't. Um, but the thing is it does end with some concert footage of like the the stand-up show. So that's how they do. sold it. I think that's <laughs> I like, how they probably little, did. It's the behind the scenes of George Burns. This is this is, is this is one of those things where my love of old time radio goes too far. <laughs> and I oh, will look at every dumb angle. Aware. Um so but like but I have been trying to examine Burns's life a little more because I'm fascinated by the concept of what happens when you're literally reborn in your career at the age of eighty. Like mm-hmm. that is Still a fascinating thing. There's an interview I watched with him and Barbara Walters where he's talking about it, and that man's fucking charming to the hill. Like, to the, to the day he died, he was a charm a charm fest. So, yeah. anyway, that's all I watched this week. If you want to see that video, message me. Don't message these other guys. I'll show you the link. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dumb, weird what the fuck. Yeah. But I like it because he... T- he, he jogs around his fucking pool, man. It's It's a great image. I fucking love it. I'm, it shows he's willing I'm to I'm bizarrely intrigued. Yeah, I know. I'll have to you show should, you. You I'll, should send it to me, but I'll yell at you, but then I'll watch it, but not tell you that I watched it. I'll just make fun of you for it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll send you time marks to show you what clips you should watch, because I don't want you to sit through all 45 minutes of it like I did. Uh, I don't, I, yeah. Uh, that's all I watched this week. Great. Uh, Brad, what do you got? Uh, currently, I'm watching uh, CNN's documentary of the 80s on Netflix. Oh, man. Those are, that thing is cool. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Really they like put down the wall. 
That, yeah, that's a whole episode. Yeah, I know. I love the way that the. Have you watched any of the other seasons or like the sixties and seventies? No. Okay, they're the, good. The way they structure that show is really cool because there's know, like I, going in, I th- would have thought I'd been like, well, the first one's gonna be nineteen eighty, and the next one's gonna be nineteen eighty one. Right. You think it's gonna be like yeah. VH1's <laughs> I Love the Eighties? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, but this is cool too because um, you know I probably would never would have paid attention to the political stuff and right. the right so, uh, stuff other uh, the AIDS epidemic otherwise yeah. like because that's something they don't really talk about when you're in elementary school in the eighties certainly not on VH1 yeah um, <laughs> so all that new information is fascinating so yeah there's like the, uh, also surprising because the first two are all about television in the eighties yeah. like is, two whole episodes which is basically the other uh, the other decades they do like the first two episodes are primarily about television or pop culture yeah yeah, yeah so. Yeah, it's it's a great watch. I'm currently it is. I'm on. I just finished the technology in the '80s. Yeah. So. Yeah, there, there, it tends to be like there's there's one or two episodes of TV, an episode about music, and then the other few episodes like they'll they'll pick certain touchstones. Some of them will take more than one episode. Like I think in the '90s they spend, I think two episodes on Clinton stuff. Um, they spend a. Good and they're fascinating. Like it's stuff that I didn't even, you know, I don't remember. They talk about the riots in the '90s ones too. The seven, yeah. the '70s ones are interesting. Uh, this I like this. Uh, the six, the '60s one is the music episode of the '60s one is the most interesting for me, yeah. in my opinion, because the TV stuff and everything else I kind of know. So the '2000s one that they just put out is also really great, um, especially because of the way they handle Bush, where like. They, I mean, all uh, all of it. It's just fascinating. Okay. I mean, that whole, yeah, the political stuff in the 2000s one I thought was great. So. Um, but what I can't remember is which episode they talk about when you guys were born. Like, I don't remember well, those episodes. Well, that would be in, you know, in the 80s ones. So yeah, Brad's in the watching 80s that one, yeah. So, Brad, have they done the episode where you guys were born so yet? It's at the end. It's at the end. I mean, it's never about the years. It's about aspects of the decade. So, yeah. my so birth th- didn't qualify. Oh, oh that sucks. <laughs> you haven't finished it yet. It's there. Yeah. It's there. At the end, uh, it's a picture of you waving. <laughs> it's, right after, it's right after they talk about Madonna. So, <laughs> anyway, what else, Brad? Um, last week I for talk, for doc, forgot to talk about Star Trek Six. I watched. Oh. I have a 4K player now, but I still it, Star Trek Six is only on Blu-ray and sure. DVD. Um, and having that clarity, even though I don't have an I don't have a 4K TV, but still it's kind of like an yeah, up conversion. Cleans it up a little, yeah. The, the digital noise reduction on those movies is awful really um it, i don't have the the star trek 2 director's cut re-release they did where, where yeah. it apparently doesn't have that i just have really? that box set so all the movies i didn't watch them all but like just star trek 6 alone i'm like if 6 is this bad oh. like i'm sure 3 and 5 or yeah that sucks actually no i did talk about 5 already that suddenly yeah, that suddenly makes me very sad they were very ha- like happy that i bought that 20th anniversary blu-ray and and have two copies of con for no reason yeah, and apparently the fif- the 50th still has they didn't do any upgrades for that either. But yeah, the con one, I, if you got it, great. Yeah, I, I like I said, I but watched it and it looks okay on motion picture, but I haven't watched the other ones yet. So. Yeah, the six is my favorite one, so I'm sad to hear that it. I don't want to go home and throw that in. Yeah. Um. Well, when they did the DVDs, I think it was just one and two. They got like new scans. All the other ones, like six, at least got the directors. Uh, cut. Yes. Yeah. Edition on well, DVD. One and, and one and two had like well, actually on one you don't have the director cut that they touted for the that DVD release. 
because there was a Robert Wise approved director's cut of the motion picture. Oh, that didn't transfer in the, over in the box no, they, set, or yeah, they didn't transfer over into the box set <laughs> in, or into the Blu-ray one. So yikes! Um, but Try you could get those. the but you can get the director's cut of Wrath of Khan on this one. So yeah, huh. that's what happens when you glorify one movie too much. Agreed. Shortchange the other five. Because Khan is great. Yeah. But. But when you, it's on such a high pedestal, Paramount's like, what do we need to do the other ones for? Everyone just loves Khan. Yeah. yeah. Like, thanks, guys. I've done far worse than succeed at the box office. I've raised expectations. Um, <laughs> also going through DS9 again. Uh, that's uh, interesting. I Space wish I politics. Gave it more uh, attention in the 90s. But the, yeah, the thing too. I want to mention is I was you know, doing my digs. And someone used an AI program to remaster DS9 because obviously Paramount will never get around to it mm -hmm. um, unless you pay them a ton of money up yeah. front. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the the quality of DS9 on streaming on Netflix is just like close to VHS and I have a DVD. Um, yeah. It's pretty blurry and bad. Mm -hmm. But this AI program cleaned it up just enough that it's a little bit better than DVD, but not HD. Shit. So check that out if, if you're on YouTube. Thanks, Robotics. Get some samples of it. That's the other thing. If I'm going to pay for some streaming services, you got to give me, like, a high-quality scan of the thing. Like, especially if it's older stuff, like... Of John Carpenter's come thing on. or Howard Hawks's thing. No, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> whatever it is I'm watching, don't feed me garbage. At least with Netflix, it's like, oh, okay, I'm Netflix, I'm good. I wish you would do a better job, but, like, you make enough content that I really love that I will pay your... Nine dollars, ten dollars a month. Netflix. Okay. I suppose you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got, Brad? Um, I started watching. Uh, oh no, I uh, Arrested Development came back with a new oh, yeah, season, man. and we didn't um, even know about it. <laughs> no, I didn't finish the last season. I know. I, don't, I hate I don't to think admit I finished that. the other one either. Um, but I was like, I don't. It's not memorable. Memorable enough. I'll just jump into this new one. Yeah. Um, and it's fun, but I. You know, a lot of people love Arrested Devel Development, but for me, it's like there's almost too much convolution to the stories to where I'm just like, you can't casually watch it. You have to yeah. pay attention because, and it's almost like all the stories, no matter what you're watching, there's always some kind of caveat of like, you know, Ron Howard will jump in like, but what they didn't know was, yeah. so it's always jumping around and I'm just kind of like, I don't care about anything at that point. If it's like, well, that's probably not. Like this character's dead? Sure. Well, yeah, probably not. Yeah, that, that was always my problem deflection. with the new one. Was like the original show didn't feel that way. There, there, there'd be all this sort of ways things would tie together. Like I always think of the loose seal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where like for seasons, they they hint at this whole, you know, Buster a hand mm -hmm. Lucille. Yeah, they hinted it for like a whole season and a half, and then finally he loses his hand to a Lucille. And is in love with a woman named Lucille. And like all of this stuff all ties together and it's brilliant. But you could watch the episode and think it's funny and not know all that stuff. And then with the with the Amazon ones or the Netflix ones, like because they're piecing all these different segments together with different actors. Like, yeah, because of their schedule. But that, so that is the biggest crutch of well, actually, uh, that this new season, season isn't that. Like, oh, okay, everyone's good. kind of in the same. Like, yeah, that, that previous season it seems like everyone had their own episode because yeah. they couldn't get them together. Yeah. This one, everyone's together. But it's, okay, it's still, it's just so like, there's so many like left turns. Yeah. Um, then it's like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy what the next funny gag they come up with and it's not going to amount to anything. Right. Um, Shoot. Probably the most most interesting part of the whole season is uh, um, George Michael and his dad. Like they're kind of feuding, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so all the ramifications of that are pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. And there's like this murder mystery, which 
Okay. Oh yeah, because of because of uh, Lucille too. Now yeah. I'm back. So that kind of goes through the whole thing. But again, it's just like okay, you know. Well, did you is finish? It this? Is it not this? Did you finish season four, the the first Netflix season? Yes. Okay, then you'll know what's going on. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched the new ones yet, so but I yeah. know okay. that that was a thing they were dangling. I also around. haven't watched the re- re-edited ones, which apparently are on there. So yeah, that's what it was. I was gonna go back and rewatch because those I was kind of like, oh, I bet that'll make more sense, mm-hmm. you know, but. Anyway, cool. Um, and then the uh, last thing I started watching, actually finished, was the um- Umbrella Academy season one. Oh, okay, cool. Um, which I'd wa- I I have the graphic novel. I read it once. Yeah, did I talk about this the last time I was on? I think I did. Maybe. I think someone did. Yeah, okay. Um, so I thought did you watch it already? I started watching it. I and watched it the first you. couple episodes, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and kind of was like, eh, you know, but. Yeah. Like, I, I, I read the graphic novel. I have it. Yeah, um, me too. It was a one-time thing. It wasn't fascinating enough to right uh, you yeah you're yeah. telling me my story <laughs> yes so um i i put this on because i hear a lot of people like it um and i can't get into like the first three episodes um mm-hmm. but around fourth and fifth i'm starting to like settle in and like really pay attention to it so it gets better and then i start feeling like well, i don't remember it being like that so i looked up like what the differences are between the book and uh the show and i, th- I think what they've done, the change in the show makes sense if you're going to carry this on for more than one season. Sure. So, uh, it, yeah, I think all the characters are really entertaining. Um, and some of the portrayals, um, of the supernatural elements of the story are interesting. Yeah. Um, the dynamic between the two bounty hunters, um, is fun. Um, cha-cha and Hazel. Um, and I guess they're, uh, there's like a new element, the uh, like overarching, what's she called? There's like this agency that number five um, works for. Oh, okay. Um, that's kind of controlling like everything happens for a reason and you can't s- subvert it. Hmm. Um, that's that's an aspect I don't remember from the book. And it may be later because that book goes on for a while. Yeah, and there's yeah. the Dallas thing. But they weave Dallas into the same story, which oh, okay. is interesting because um, I forget which number, but it's the one who can talk to dead people. Yeah. Um, he ends up going back in time to Vietnam. Um, do they do the Ellen Page story in that season? Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's, I think, also another big deviation because I think... Because that's where I was like, uh, you know, as they're setting this stuff up, I'm like, this just doesn't feel... It's like, like a new version of the, ap- of the Apocalypse Suite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reimagining. Okay. And the finale is pretty funny. Oh okay, as a result of it, uh, yeah. So, so you're cool. telling me this show is not about umbrellas who go to school? No. Okay, it is yeah, not. Kind of, because at one point, uh, Hargreaves like they do a bunch of flashbacks a lot, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he, after his wife dies, comes to America, and buys the, um, or comes to the to I guess it's, it's I don't know where it's set. Is it New York? I have no idea. Yeah. How did anyway. you say that? It's for a some brown. Reason, for have, some reason, it feels like London or something. They have like a really narrow brownstone, but like the actual house they live in, it, it's almost like a, a TARDIS. You know, it's it's small on the outside, but enormous on the inside. Yeah. Like infinite. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he starts out by uh, starting a, like uh, taking over an umbrella company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm like, of, I genuinely don't know. Like, like yeah, <laughs> it's it's a the 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 premise is that it's kind of, it's like a superhero story where all these babies are like miraculously born on the same day 
like women who weren't pregnant will suddenly and I think be I, pregnant and give birth to babies that have certain powers. Yeah, like Village of the Damned. Sure. That is what Village of the Damned is. Yes. <laughs> Only um, in this case, like, they shoot lasers out of their eyes. Oh, so they're if, like X-Men meets it's like, of yeah, the it's like It's like X-Men if you, didn't, you didn't know you were pregnant. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but their dad's a dick, so eventually uh, they all like, grow apart. It's it's like a combination of X Men and the MTV show. I didn't know I was pregnant. No, you're, you're not saying the full title. It's Oops, I didn't know I oops. was pregnant. Uh oh. <laughs> also, Neon Genesis Evangelion because. Oh yeah. Their dad has a secret past, and he puts his children through the ringer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I saw the trailer, and I was I kind of got those vibes. I was just like, maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. So their dad dies, and they all have to come back together and solve yeah. the problem. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right on. I'll have to check it out at some point. A prophecy. Yeah. I kind of I kind of wanted to finish it, but then I kind of also wanted to watch Legion. <laughs> and neither of them is winning right now. So Yeah. The short version is a couple episodes, tough to get into, and then Okay. Once you get to like I guess feel something for the characters, you're kind of on board. Yeah. Because so, it's a the, the whole story is really about family. Um and you know, what those because the the Vanya She's one of the children who doesn't have powers. Right. And so her dad makes her feel unwelcome while they're growing up. And then... Because he's a dick. And then the other kids, you know, cheer like an outcast because she can't hang out with them because she doesn't have powers. Right. And then, uh, yeah. So yep. it, that rejection kind of fuels a lot of what the problems are yeah. in the series. Cool. So well, maybe I'll go back. Yeah. Um. Cool. I just have a couple things. Uh, I rewatched the best film of 1999, and it's still amazing. And Star Wars Episode One. If you don't remember which movie that is, you can go back to our previous film explosion, or you can wait and listen to the next one. Um, but damn, is it good! The, uh, the, oh, the um, um, I also I, we've been watching a lot of This Is Us. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, back to the Matrix. No, not the Matrix. Austin Powers no. Two: The Spy Who Again, Shagged Me. Again, again. We did this episode, so it's back there somewhere. The Green Mile. Um, I was just so it's an ob- it's obvious. South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. It's okay. obvious. I, I just thought you were talking about the Matrix. Oh, October I bring Sky. Because I never thought about, but that's now an action film directed by women. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> man. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it I, might yeah, be. I don't know if that movie. But the thought of it. Sh- <laughs> yeah. <sighs> never considered it until recently because I was playing at the Alamo. Yeah, they're that's doing their women, you know, month. Shoot, I, now I can't say what I was going to say because ne- <laughs> what I was going to say was, man, I was watching the trailer for John Wick yesterday for John Wick 3 and thought to myself, man, this is now officially officially a better action trilogy than The Matrix, <laughs> um, uh, which now sounds like a thing I... Um, I don't want to say that because I think the Wachowskis are very great and ahead of their time most of the time. Oh, absolutely. No, no. Hey, yeah. The Matrix is great. And and that trilogy is pretty fun. Directed by women? Possibly. And now I'm trying to think of what your real number one was. October Sky. listening to that. Yeah, it was. It's October Sky. I called it because I was like, oh, yeah, NASA, Joe Johnston, Jake Gyllenhaal. Dude, it's so <laughs> fucking <all> good. <laughs> oh, my God. It is a good movie. I if like it. I haven't watched it in a while. That movie is incredible. I cried midway shit. through because of what happens and who dies. So. Oh, you cry constantly. Yeah. Once, once the third act starts, it's just like... We're just gonna punch you a lot. That was a constant. Oh. Uh, v- uh, teacher puts something in the VHS player to shut us kids up. Movie. Sure. And it was wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Science uh, class only, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also... Oh, yeah. So I've been watching through This Is Us, finished through season two, into season three. Season three, um, one of the main conflicts for the kids, for the main characters is a little bit... <sighs> troublesome just because i'm like man there there are other options and you're like you know like it feels a little bit constructed um but uh you don't say dan fulgerman constructing something oh no 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 now i will still say still one of the best television shows um it's incredible i won't deny that because i haven't seen it (laughs) um it is it is great in all the ways that crazy stupid love is great Mm um in fact it's actually the better thing he's done um the uh yeah it just i like a movie he did called dan in real life i actually like yeah. that movie. oh yeah, um, yeah but i haven't seen it in a while but so this i can't is, tell you if that holds up <laughs> this is yeah um especially the first two seasons of this is us is just incredible especially because they um they while they do there's some melodrama to the big questions that the show dangles out like it does a good job you know that pro- the problem that like a show like Lost gets accused of, or even like a like a How I Met Your Mother, where you're like, oh, he can never meet the mother. Like yeah. the show can never progress. Yeah, this show introduces things like that that you think like, oh man, we can never. I mean, I'll just tell you because we're in the third third season. Somewhere in the first season, you find out that the dad is dead. Yeah, and so you're like, well, shit, you can never tell me the full story of how the dad dies. Like that's gonna be this carrot you're gonna beat me with forever until the show is over yeah. and that's not true they they figured out a narrative way to use their structure to 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 tell you that story and sure there's times where they they melodrama it out but eventually by the end of season two you know everything every question you had at the beginning of season one you have all those answers and now there's new things and these new like wings of the story they can open up and it actually is it's kind of like Lost, but without any magic in it. Like it is a character piece where they're going to tell stories out of order and you know construct all these things that mirror each other, and like it's beautiful. I like Sterling K. Brown a lot. He's great. Yeah. Do you? Uh, well, see, he's, the, he's he's maybe the best part of the show. And the thing is, is like I've only known him. The only TV thing I've known him from was that People vs. OJ, where he is amazing, and he is like, yeah. I think he is among the You're, reasons to watch that miniseries. You it are is, you are missing his tour de force. He is so fucking good in this show. Okay. Um, and part of it is like his story is the most regular, grounded, just a guy who's a dad and has a wife and is you know decides to to, right. to adopt a foster kid like goes through normal people problems and has normal people problems along the way right um, and, I've, and i and i i don't i've never like i said i've never seen the show but i like the celebrity and like just the chrissy metz and her like confidence and attitude i i, I just it, did it's the, so good um and so. i've heard mandy moore's great on it so mandy moore's great yeah. um i mean she's maybe the weakest part of the show but um, you just don't like forty-seven meters down. That's your reason. No one likes forty-seven meters down. But this is but this is a bias that's taking that's spreading like a bad virus. <laughs> but she's fine. Um, forty-eight meters down, coming next year to the cinemas. She was my favorite of the of the you know shitty young bubblegum pop stars of the late nineties. Like she was. Uh, I want to make a documentary called "Shitty Bubblegum Pop." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Candy's a garbage song, but she was the most entertaining of those. Um, <laughs> I I wasn't here last week, so I saw Captain Marvel, and of course, it's fucking like great. Yeah, like, it's wonderful. Um, w- you know, strangely, 
like weirdly less funny and slower early on, but then like once you figure it out, once once they get it going, you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. And well, it's, it's one of those where when I watch it a second time, I won't have any of those problems. It's intentionally disorienting yes. in order to get you into her mindset. Um, yeah. Also, are you still at the Blockbuster? Because deep down, we're all still at the Blockbuster. Aww. We're all there with Coulson, man. Dude, to hear her describe how well they, like, the, the, the whole set, it's, it's a shame we didn't get to spend time in that Blockbuster because, like, the 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 set decoration people like the production team they did a really good job apparently went like way above and beyond and we see little bits but to hear Brie Larson describe it she's like no man I was in a blockbuster and like everything was right and she she was like there were all these movies there and she's like we don't have the rights to any of this shit guys like yeah. you can't show any of these things dude you know what second you, time this month the right stuff has shown up in a Hollywood movie yeah we'll talk about it uh, here in a little bit but um, but no I, I mean like I, I would have been fine if the middle 30 minutes of the movie was just Jim trying to find the right movie at Blockbuster right like, that would have been amazing um, it would have been dumb but it would have been amazing yeah. <laughs> uh, but no thoroughly enjoyed it and yeah uh, and then the very last thing I have is I finally watched the movie Oliver and Company Oh, um, yeah, which I had never seen. I bought it months ago. Even though Cheech Marin was in it? I didn't. I knew nothing about this movie except for that one joke that's in the trailer all the time that I probably saw on some VHS. Torture. Chain me to the wall. That one. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's one more. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That one for sure. The, like you just. You, there was some VHS I owned that had a trailer for Oliver and Company right. that I'm sure I saw a dozen times, and so that was in my head. Um, but I'd never seen it, so um, it's my favorite Disney. Film. I know that I, I bought I bought it specifically <laughs> for this or because of that, uh, and it was cool. It's it's weird because it's from that sort of pre Renaissance area, yeah. yeah, where like. Like the music is like they're already kind of starting on the Little Mermaid, and this is like yeah. let's just get this out. <laughs> yeah, like the music is is good, but it also feels a little out of place, and sometimes I can't tell what they're saying. But they've also um, got Hulu's and Billy Joel for songs on it, and Bette Midler, right. so it's like not. Yeah, so it's the eighties. Right, right. Yeah. Um, like so, all of that is weird, but I think the story is cool. It's kind of dark, like it's it's pretty dark for one of those movies too. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's got a street level attitude to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, street savoir fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> which even oh, that's, no. <laughs> even that's what I'm like, dude, if I were a kid, I would not have any idea what the fuck they're singing about. Yeah. Like, what is this song? Um, but, uh, but no, I enjoyed it. I mean, it was, it was like, it was, it was a bo- it was like an out of body experience to watch one of those for the first time when you're in your 30s mm-hmm. and like try to piece together this movie that that I totally understand why you like it right like right. if you saw it at that time you're going to be like this is so much fun and now I look at it and I'm like oh man like this section is kind of slow and I don't know where it's going half the time but then it it's just general generally you know a lot of fun that whole opening sequence is like really beautiful and so well done right um but anyway i I, good question you ever seen fun and fancy free yeah in its entirety Uh, maybe the the theatrical way the way it was was seen originally and you're putting a lot of caveats in here that make it hard for me to know whether it's basically the the the, like it's it's the movie movie with it i I would love to loan it to you and see what you think and if you can categorize categorize why i love it the most as a disney movie club member i don't know that you need to loan me anything i'll just wait until uh i just i if you've never seen it in full or if you have try to remind yourself of it but like i think you might i i would love to know if you can understand why i love that movie (laughs) uh, again 
thirty percent of why I'm having a kid is so that I can complete my Disney collection. So I know. like <laughs> every time I order one of these things, it's like, well, you know. Here's the thing. Kid, kid, kid might need uh, some more Disney movies. Kid might not want to watch this one when it has ventriloquist dummies narrating Fair. the story of Jack and the Beanstalk. But <laughs> since, since my entire motivation right now is I got to figure out what movies to <laughs> show her so that that way when Wonder Park 2 trailers start coming out, she turns to me and goes, Dad, we don't need to go to that. Which would be my proudest moment as a father. Like, all I want is for her to see trailers for The Secret Life of Pets 4 and go, ah, I think we're good. But, but Brad, I think I'm, I think, I think I'm good. But James, in Wonder Park, those beavers are trying to help build the roller coaster. Oh. And they might make that park a success. Do you not, there's a bear who vomits, I think. Yeah, you're about to see a bear I, vomit. I don't remember the, I don't remember the trailer. Does Werner Herzog narrate it? Because it's got bears in it, so it must be narrated be by better. Werner Herzog. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Oliver and Company. Yeah, fun, fun time. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. I didn't. I don't know why I said that so accusatorily. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Wait, did you enjoy it? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so this week, you guys saw us. Yes. Uh, Brad, should should people see us? Um, if it definitely has very chilling imagery, uh, story-wise, I feel like it asks too much of the audience to go along with. Um, and I'll explain, I guess, more after the trailer because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, Brad, second question: Should I see us? Oh, given your sensibilities, you might pee yourself. There. Like because I, said, I really need to go to the bathroom, or or because I'll be because uh, you didn't go before the movie and you're holding it in, <laughs> but you're really invested in what you're seeing. And you How don't did you know I it. need to pee right now? <laughs> it's, it's my secret umbrella academy power. <laughs> um. Okay. Because yeah, I guess so we you're saying you like, do the umbrella academy, Brad. <laughs> it's scary enough; it might bother me, but the story-wise, I might like it. Yeah. There's genuinely some like. You know, I've seen a lot of horror movies. I don't get scared of a lot of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't scared, but I was still like annoyed with the audience enough that their their disruptions were taking me away from the experience of being scared <laughs> from this movie. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a whole other story. I'll I'll talk sure, about. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, Zach, should people go see us? Um, absolutely, you should. Um, I was worried about the sophomore slump a little bit, only in the sense that, like, how do you top get out? Like, and it was a genuine question for, like, maybe a second. And then I realized, nah, he'll do fine. Um, This film, one, it's more of a horror movie, so be ready for that. But number two, I think in a lot of ways, it's much more important than Get Out, or than get out was. Um, because it's asking... I think a tougher question than get out asked, even though both questions are equally important. Um, and as far as like performances and stuff, Lupita Nyong'o, this is her tour de force. She is amazing in this film. Winston Duke is incredible. Uh, Tim Heidecker managed to find another way to creep the shit out of me in a way that he hasn't done before. So, uh, and Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. Like this is all around great. Like the, the score, the cinematography. I fucking love this movie, man. Like go see us. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk about it after the trailer. Sounds good. Because this is a spoilerific episode. And here's the trailer for us. 
That's a classic right there. It's about drugs. It's not about drugs. It's a dope song. Don't do drugs. Get in rhythm. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Can't believe how big they've got. Did you hear Gabe got a boat? He's kidding, right? He's not kidding. Hey, I think it's vodka clock. Oh, yeah. Where's Jason? 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 Where were you? I didn't know if you were lost. Stick with me, and I'll keep you safe. There's a family in our driveway. It's probably the neighbors. But y'all scared of a family? Hi, can I help you? Zora, put your shoes on. If you want to get crazy, we can get crazy. What are you people? It's us. They look exactly like us. They think like us. They know where we are. We need to move and keep moving. They won't stop until they kill us. Or we kill them. Okay, so third question: Should I go to the bathroom? Are you gonna watch this movie? Um, probably. I'll probably rent it. Yeah, maybe. You should go see it in the theater. Help contribute to a. Uh, I don't we'll, know. We'll, the we'll the third best horror opening in recent uh, memory. It was the number one best opening for a for movie an original IP for an original IP since Avatar. But the third best horror film, like overall, uh, behind it and Halloween. I guess the question is. Are the spoilers the reason for the movie? Like, like, does knowing what this movie is about actually, is that really the movie? From a world-building point of view, no. From a thematic, yes. Like, would I enjoy the movie knowing what... what? Do you like Twilight Zone episodes from back in the day not knowing what they're about and then walking out surprised? Because sure. that's basically what this is. Yeah, I was going to say, part of what, what I want to start with is uh, it throws a lot of ideas in the air mm-hmm. and just lets you catch them. Yeah, because uh, you should be catching and them. And what <laughs> frustrates me about the movie is there's so many things it throws up. And it's like it's trying to be smart, but it's like almost pretending to be smart because it's like, well, you figure it out. I have ideas. Here they are. Now you put them together and figure out where they're going. So the whole movie, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is this saying? You know, what am I supposed to get out of this? Like, it looks cool. It's intense. But what am I supposed to take away with it? You know, obviously there's an African-American experience that I will never understand right. fully. 
Um, you're, you're missing a piece to. of the of the conversation. So the mystery part of it, because there's some like, well, how how do the, how does this how do they have all these where, like where all the scissors come from? Where all the rabbits come from? Where all the, the jumpsuits come from? There's it's no. Like, it's like it follows good. if there wasn't a scene where a dude straps her to a wheelchair and goes, "Here's the rules." Because they're very well okay. Because um, the only reason you understand the rules of it follows is because there's a scene where a guy tells you all of the rules. Yes, because that's the other frustrating thing is there's a Bond villain exposition sequence that I'm just like, this is shitty writing. How can this possibly be? like? Uh, I mean, maybe it's brilliant and I don't get it, but any other movie that did this, it would be ridiculed for. What, what Bond villain uh, monologue are you talking about? In the very end, when she's standing in front of the chalkboard. Oh, I love that because she's not even sure what's going on because she was. Um, left there um, after the switch. A lot of it does predicate itself on the twist at the very end. Um, first of all, I'm going to say there's no... It, it, what you said is completely valid. Those are world-building questions that you do need to ask of this movie because they're fun to ask. This movie is not meant to be a franchise thing, and I think when I have been conditioned in horror movies to go into the mentality that I'm going to get a sequel. And I liked walking out of this realizing like, Oh yeah, this was actually trying to just say one thing and that's it. And we're done. Um, the entire conceit of the film for me is that it is a Rorschach that you can apply to your own thoughts. Um, there are multiple things this movie is about. Um, it can be about everything that you want it to be about. I went and saw this twice this week. The first time was different than the second time because I found a different angle to look at it from. The general conceit, though, and why I think it is a better uh, or uh, a more important film than Get Out in some ways is because Get Out addresses an issue that is very important and needed to be addressed. Us is asking you to judge yourself and actually look at yourself in the fucking mirror in a way that I don't think a lot of films tend to do. There's a great line in this film by one of the kids. It's early on. It's not really a spoiler, but uh, Winston Duke and the kids are having a conversation. And um, Winston Duke gets in the kid's face, like, jokingly like a dad, because he's a dorky dad in this movie, and he's wonderful in the film. Um, but the kid says, uh, you point a finger and three, pointers, three fingers point back. That's what this movie's about, is that entire line. Every time somebody thinks someone's a villain in this movie, they haven't taken a look in the fucking mirror. There, There is a... There's a there's a weird realm of accountability behind this entire like movie and what it's trying to say in terms of are we our own worst enemy? Are we the problem or is everyone else the problem? There's a lot. And I read an interview after the movie where Jordan Peele basically said the same thing where it's just like, have you stopped and taken a look in the mirror? Like and he's not even the thing is, you can apply a political stance to this. You can apply a socioeconomic stance to this. You can apply a race uh, stance to this but at the end of the day it is open-ended because it is about someone who feels oppressed trying to come above because that's where the film is going this film also does something that i find supremely interesting which i don't know how you felt like because i don't know what you know about this but i think james might see this movie is leaving yeah yeah <laughs> what i like is the film talks a lot about uh, i love that the motif of hands across america is utilized in this film not gone yet. I know. <laughs> I want to get him to watch it in the theater. Um, no, the the hands across America motif in the film, which I thought was a very fun, interesting thing at the beginning. That final shot is ambitious as fuck, and I fucking love it. Like set to that Minnie Ripperton song, Les for uh, Le Fours. Like that, I got chills in this, and and I, 
I get it. I don't know where they got the jumpsuits. I don't know where the the scissors are. How they survive off rabbits for twenty years? Like because they're because it's a the thing is is like I think if you t- if you think too much about where they're coming from you're not gonna have a lot of fun with it but I get it you want we, we do want explanations out of some horror movies and out of most films in general and I think that meeting this on a logical level is going to be difficult and you may need to just turn off your brain a little bit but I understand I I would love to know he apparently has a backstory for the tethered that He's not going to tell because he said he's going to keep things close to the chest for this one, which I appreciate because I would like people to think about it rather than just having it spoon fed to them. Um, There is part of the mythology that makes me wonder about the twist because while I love this film and I think it is immensely watchable and I think it deserves to be on the same mantle as Get Out because of how brilliant it is with the things it's asking, there are things in the twist that made it rewatching it the second time a little interesting. I wouldn't say bad. I'd say interesting is how you think about it. I saw that coming the first time though. I see. <laughs> I, I knew that something was going to happen. I didn't know if it was exactly she left. She switched with her. Um, and, and maybe that's me walking in naively at 10 PM after a hard shift at work. And that was the perfect time for me to watch it. Um, and the audience that I had wasn't as well, what beha- was probably more well behaved than yours, but not by much. Uh, but oh, I yeah, still I was able, to, but I was still able to shut them out and enjoy it. And I, 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 I appreciate that Jordan Peele's working on a level where he is going to throw those thematic ideas out there intelligently through his shot composition, through what he puts in the frame, through how he's writing the scene. And I like that he doesn't give you the answer because, like, one, I imagine he's sitting at home eating popcorn, looking at his phone, and people reacting it, going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And I don't know how ambiguous are. I just for this, I I just needed you know to focus on one thing a little, a little more stronger than the other because there's a lot of avenues to go with this, and I just I just feel like for it to be considered like a a really good uh, lens of an idea, mm-hmm. it needs to pick one and really I think drive it home. There, I mean, that's not unfair. Um, I think the way uh, the the way I've been trained to look at this is that you have to come at it from all angles. And like the thing is, when I watched it the second time, I found myself f- focusing on one avenue over another, and that made me want to keep coming back. So maybe that's just me, um, and the way he presents those ideas. But I will I will admit, if you are not willing to meet the film on its level in terms of just like you're going to maybe want to come back again, then you're not going to have fun. I think you might like the imagery. I think you might like the the humor at the first half of the film, but once you get to once you get to the scenes with the tethered in the house, then I think you're kind of like yeah, I think at that point you're going to you either go down the rabbit hole he wants you to go down or you're not going to have fun. And like or more appropriately go down the golden escalator, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which uh was some interesting imagery. Um I will say though, like I mean, I liked the way this movie is cast. Like, and these are non-spoilers. Like, they're just things that happen. But Elizabeth Moss and Tim Heidecker are two things that no one's talking about in this film, and I want to address it. Elizabeth Moss and her scenes where she's like putting on makeup and like doing silent screams in the mirror is one of the most terrifying things I've seen in a movie ever. And the second most terrifying might be Tim Heidecker uh, reaching out to help somebody who he's just stabbed, and then doing the psych. <laughs> It is, it is like a, t- it's, I, it's, I, I was just giggling and terrified at the same time. It, oh, 
I love the film. I do. I mean, I'm I sound like a giggly schoolgirl, but I fucking love this movie. Um, and like I said, that ending shot. I love when a movie. I love when a movie ends on very strong imagery, combined with the music, combined what it's saying. Like I, I appreciated it, and it felt like a Twilight Zone episode, which was kind of fun. So. If this is what his, I know he's not writing it, but if this is what the Twilight Zone reboot that he's hosting is going to feel like, then I'm on board for the Twilight Zone reboot. Um, now, uh, and I, but I think like I don't know, like I, I think with the Peter Nyong'o's like just she's the hero of this film in terms of like just the performances because, fuck, she she does some creepy shit in this movie and it's fucking fantastic. Um, so yeah. Sorry, Brad. I didn't mean to overwhelm the conversation. I just really love this movie. I know. That's why I tried to get in as much as I could at the start because so, yeah. I knew this would happen. Yeah. Did he convince you? No, I'm still. <laughs> but the other thing is, too, is like my audience was so shitty that I was like taking out of the movie constantly. So oh, shoot. Where were you at? The Alamo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote up. It was pretty much the whole audience. So I wrote up a flag saying, like, I'm going to move from my server. Hey, I'm going to move up to the front row. You know, I didn't just bail on you. Um, I figured, you know, the servers are constantly going back and forth for all these people. So there's no way they could not see that these people are t- talking the whole time. Yeah. Nothing happened. Sheesh. I was like, well, like if, if I can't get them booted out on like this obvious shit, like what chance do I have? They so. were just openly talking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheesh. The row behind me, the people in the stadium section in the back were just... Nah, nah, nah. Re- like commenta- commentating, reacting to all the different stuff, you know. Once in a while, the cool, like, oh shit, you know, yeah, it's fine, which but, is fine, yeah. But they're still saying, like, you know, but probably I couldn't make it out, but it's probably like, oh, that's Tim Heidecker from uh, Tim and Eric's awesome, awesome show, show, show or something, and yeah. oh, that's a girl from uh, Mad Men or something, you know, yeah. Um, you know, oh, I think they this were is like, gonna happen next. They were like whispering to each other yeah. stuff, yeah. I would have tra- tra- turned to him and been like, hey, it's two actors in a really good movie that you be should be fucking watching. Yeah, it's um, obnoxious. Uh, I have a question for you, though. Um, what would you have them take out in order to put any explanation of the things you were addressing into it? If they would add more exposition to explain the jumpsuits and anything like that and all that world-building no, stuff. Like, that stuff, it, like, that doesn't bother me because, like, it, it's something else. Actually, oh, I, I thought heard you someone said, else bring up. Oh, I thought you said you did. I'm sorry. Um, like, as I was watching, I didn't think about it, but afterwards when I read some articles, I was like, oh, yeah, where would those, you know, this oppressed civilization have the, ability to manufacture like because there's the hands across america thing like they're they all have it yeah and they're all duplicates of everybody um like that's a lot of people i think they're working off of them but it it, it's delving so far into metaphorical that if you try to apply like because the way their their bodies sync up doesn't like it's not entirely clear um or how her actions down below affect up above like those are questions that if i kept thinking about them i wouldn't get any sleep so and that's fine like the supernatural aspects of it yeah like i'm i'm fine with going along with but you know it's it's the uh the social commentary subtext i'm just like pick one mm. and like make it really strong and then um the bond villain explanation of everything like the r- mystery is ruined when she just has to walk into a room and, and confront the person and be like here's everything you need to know about why everything's so weird up until this point and it, like it's two hours in at that point and you're just like wow that's unsatisfying mm. Like she should figure it out through various stages as the story goes instead of just like, except for that twist. Is that the moment you figure it out or did you figure it out? Before? Like, <laughs> well, the, the, I the guess my, my question would be, it's uh, to me, it's okay if a character doesn't figure it out until one scene, mm-hmm. if I figured it out ahead of them. Right. 
Well, the the big twist I figured like I didn't figure it out, but early on I'm just like this is probably that. Um, but we'll see if it pans out, and it did. Um, but it, the rest of it is just like, why is all this shit happening? Where's this coming from? Like, where's all this? Why is this so weird? And you're like, okay, like some something is gonna unlock, and it's gonna be really impressive. And it's just like, oh, they're they're just gonna tell me at the end. Okay. Yeah, it's more like it's more like the rule. You're. It sounds to me like you're saying the rules, the more detailed stuff. Is what kind of gets explained in a bl- in a block. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm tr- also trying not to spoil it for you. Oh, fair. Yeah, no, fair. yeah, we're wa- we're walking on an eggshell right now because uh, I I can cover my ears again. Once I, once you watch it and then we get Ryan on, then we can have like a full little mini discussion or something. But speaking of Ryan, which, yeah, I was gonna say Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan uh, had a review, and he said. He just wants us to mention that he thought it was awesome and he can't wait to watch it again, which I totally. So expected. that means I won game over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, to be fair, Two I don't, one, I don't even think it. that Brad's saying that he it's doesn't. Seeing, like, yeah, yeah it's, this isn't a competition. Like I, I mean, and I'm not even. I would never even try to get Brad's face about it because no. you're gonna love a movie whether you want to or not, you know. But um, I just, it's more if if the conversation is should people go see it, and Brad's saying you you might walk out of this. More confused and unguided than you maybe wanted to. The expectations are really high. Yeah, so true, I'm, true. You know. Yeah, and these and, and I will say well, that this film is not like if you liked Get Out casually, you're not going to like this film. Which I I thought Get Out was okay. So yeah, was like, yeah so that's part of where I was going to go better. is I actually I'm concerned about. I would say I'm apathetic to this movie, partially because what I've realized since I mean I, I own Get Out. I like that movie a lot. I think it was it was really smart and mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. I still have not gone back and watched it. Brooks hasn't seen it because even though she's mentioned it a few times, I'm kind of like, I don't really care to watch it again. It it actually ends up feeling, as much as I loved it at the time, the further away from it I get, it, the more it feels one note. And so the my worry becomes, the more it feels like a horror film and a one note sentence. Like, and so the further that as this stuff all came up and there's this hype of like, oh man, this is his second film. And I'm going, you mean like Richard Kelly's second film? I honest, like, well, because, and, and to be honest, that's what I'm hearing. Okay. In terms of not satisfying a general audience, then yeah, sure. But sure, uh, but but Richard Kelly's second film is an abortion, and wow. <laughs> <laughs> hear that, Richard Kelly. <laughs> I'm sorry, Southland Tales is fucking terrible. Like, uh, and I saw it with Richard Kelly once, mm-hmm. um, but still, no, uh, this this is not the same case. Then, if that's yeah. the case. I'm talking about like in terms of. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Brad. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's funny that when my problem with Get Out mostly was that all the cool imagery that was in the trailer didn't show up in the movie, so sure. like that element was missing, and it's definitely back in this movie. And here I am going like, I wish it was more about the story and the the social commentary, <laughs> uh, not so blatantly just people murdering people. Sure, um, in weird ways. So yeah, go ahead, Zach. No, um, no, I was gonna say like, I mean, I. <sighs> You're not going to walk out satisfied out of this the way you did with Get Out. Cause they could, one, because the endings are entirely different, although they're not like... 
like I, I keep saying Twilight Zone episode because the ending does feel like a Twilight sure. Zone episode. But in like, and the and the final image is something that is like chilling from the thematic implications, but also hilarious because of what he does with it. It's it's a it's a Mondo poster. It's a fucking Mondo poster that I want. And as a guy um, who really but, loves the Neon Demon, that might be really cool. Like but, that but, might be up my but, alley. But, but like, but I just in terms of how it's served the entire story overall. Cause again, like I think that I think this is like one of those, like this one of those films, like I, I'm, I'm going to actually compare it to mother a little bit in terms of like, we it's, a, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this film, even if not everyone loves it. Interesting. That's not as confusing as mother to me. No, well, it's but, more straightforward, but, but it's fun to talk or, about. Or, but I mother's mother's so, so on the nose that confusing isn't it's <laughs> I guess I should say it's it's not as like subject uh, what's the word mother's like it's more, like this mo- us is mother, more like straightforward like people are murdering people mo- yeah. whereas mo- mother's like what is he trying to say and yeah. all these artistic right yeah to well it. and then mo- with mother once you get once you get the final key once you figure out what's ha- what you're seeing surreal yeah once you yeah. figure out the 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 um the crux the of allegory it. yeah you then go and un- you you just you take that key and you you open every single lock right like that's the difference with mother is like once you get it you're like oh Fuck! I get like okay. I can put all this together. Whereas you know this doesn't see. Which I feel like I I feel like I got a portion of that at the end of us. Which is like spoiler alert. We're all the bad guys here. <laughs> sure. And like and you should or or like the follow up was when sometimes when somebody says something literally in a interview they they might just be spoiling it for you and you don't know it. Sure. <laughs> and then I and I see that and I'm like ah, co writer of Keanu, very smart guy. Which isn't isn't unexpected for. You know, when I see the trailer for this movie and I think, okay, what could you do with this premise that would be subversive? What you're describing is the first thing I think of. Um, but I think you'll... Which isn't bad. I think you'll find that the way they handle the first thing you think of, very interesting. Okay. May not love it, but cool. it'll be interesting. Yeah, well, and that's ultimately why I love this film more than anything, is like, I've been listening to podcasts the past couple of days that have already been dissecting and discussing it, and I love the conversations that are coming out of it. Sure. Not all of them fit with my idea of the film but they're fun to talk about so. is this movie actually about vampires the whole time because <laughs> if it is i'm totally in L- lupita nyong'o does eat an eyeball at one point all right i'm, all right, I'm in and then winston and winston duke uh does try to have sex with a dead body I don't know okay all right cool no it's not like the fucking neon demon <laughs> it's better than the neon. i was trying to remember if those were real things for a second and i couldn't remember when uh uh Sucker Punch Gal is uh, like doing weird things to that body in the morgue in Dion Demon. Yeah. So, Brad, no, I, I, I want to yeah. challenge one of the things Brett, the Zach just said. Is this movie better than the Neon Demon? I will have I would rewatch and have recently watched the re- rewatched the Neon Demon more than I probably will engage in up a, er, us again. Right. <sighs> I feel pretty good. That's the end of the show. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you want you want these ads spread around town? <laughs> no, really. I do. Uh, Why are they sitting here? You've uh, had them for two weeks. We're gonna stay down here if we don't uh, correct a conversation. No, no. Um, uh, I, I mean, cool. I really do want to know what you think at some point because I do. Oh, love, yeah, no, no. I, no. I, I think I'm convinced. I'm. I've got to definitely see it. Whether or not I go see it in a theater is really a, a 
whether or not my wife will go see it question. Right. And, um, I, and like, again, like I mean, one of the biggest regrets that I have within this podcast is that I wasn't on the get out episode and be knowing how much I love get out. Like sure. eventually when I saw, cause I didn't see it right away. Um, maybe you want a premature birth. You should bring her along. No, <laughs> not that. It's not that uh, type of scary. It's I don't know. In the in the heart household, it might be that scary. So we, we'll watch it at the hospital. Like yeah. when the time comes, <laughs> be like, okay, honey. Well, we're gonna get this down to a good two hours and twenty minutes. Birth. <laughs> um, Every time Lapita Nyong'o breathes, you breathe. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> next week, what's next week? I don't know what next week is. Oh. Uh, God, Corinne sends her crashing the classics in so early. Oh. Let me find it. This is going to be weird because it's the end of the show this time. It might be. But yeah, what's next week? What is next week? Dumbo. Oh, yeah, Tim Burton's Dumbo. Here we go. Catching the Classics Part 16. Hey, nerds. Corinne here for Part 16 of Catching the Classics, where I watch famous and popular movies I've never seen before and send in my reviews. This week, I did another John Hughes movie. Pretty in Pink. Um, so going into this movie, I knew James Spader was in it. My man, my man, James Spader. Um, I knew he played a kind of villainous character. Uh, I knew Ro- Molly Ringwald was in it, obviously. And I knew there was a character named Ducky. But, and, you know, that it was a general kind of John Hughes teenage rom-com kind of thing. And I liked this one a lot better than I liked Sixteen Candles. It it's, has less problematic material. There there was a part toward the beginning where I thought Ducky, um, like his very unhealthy obsession with Andy was, um, like I don't know. It was just it it was weird and just some of the other comments that he made to different characters the one that he has where he asked the girls like you know I know a foolproof way of getting you two pregnant by spring break or something it was weird um and I'm glad that girl socked him in the face but yeah he was a little problematic at the beginning but I think toward the end you could see that he had grown and realized that he needed to move on and not um, try to force a relationship with somebody who didn't want to be in a relationship with him. And I appreciated that. I was also definitely rooting for Andy and Blaine. They, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they were remarkably, like, mature and honest with each other, I felt like, for, you know, 18-year-olds. The whole part where Andy you know, eventually confesses to him that she doesn't want him to take her home because she doesn't want him to see where she lives. And I thought that that was a really good moment for her. And I gotta admit, though, like, the majority of the time, like, everybody keeps talking about, like, oh, you kids, you know, these are... I don't know. So different comments that the characters made, I just kept thinking, like, aren't they graduating in two months? Like, who cares? Who cares if you want to go out with this guy now? You're not going to see these people again after you graduate in a few weeks. Like, once you get out of high school, like, nobody really cares about that kind of stuff. Well, I mean, maybe, but in, like, a different way. It's not in a high school click kind of way, so... I don't know. I just... Like, the whole big 
like pivotal thing in the movies that she's going to prom and she needs a date to the prom and she wants to go with Blaine. And then I, I don't know, like I just kept getting frustrated of like, who cares? Do what you want to do. You only have like six or eight weeks of school left. Who cares? You're never going to see these people again, probably. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a a much better movie than Sixteen Candles, in my opinion, and uh, I I definitely watch it again, especially because James Spader is in it. I mean, yeah, he plays a douchebag, but he plays a douchebag as only James Spader can. So I'm down. Um, so I think I'd give Pretty in Pink four out of five stars, maybe three and a half. But if we're not doing the half thing, then four out of five stars. So, not sure what I'm going to watch next time, but I will talk to you all again later. Bye! I like Pretty in Pink. I, I just don't like revisiting movies too often where John Cryer is left in the rain crying. You like to do stars. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, Corinne, you get to do, you can do, ha- you can do quarter stars if you want to. Like, you, you make the rules. That's the fun thing about yeah, exactly. reviewing stuff. Yeah, he, he, um, you know what? The rating system. It, it, it's all fucking arbitrary, and man. It does, it's fairy dust. <laughs> and, and, and because who cares is my review of Pretty in Pink, you sh- you can absolutely give it three and a half stars instead of four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just uh, that whole it's it's funny that like I love John Hughes, but I don't love John Hughes for any of the movies that are like classic John Hughes films. No, you're like you Uncle know? Buck and she's having a baby. The yeah. two best ones. Though, I, yeah, I mean. Uh, I like yeah. She's Having a Baby, though. I do. I, I mean, I like Breakfast Club a lot. I mean, yeah. John Hughes is weird. I don't revisit him as often as other people do. I respect the hell out of him. Right. Or, like, you know. I, the high school movies to me are just the most. There is a certain level of who carelessness to it that even when I was older, in high yes. school. Yeah. No, even when I was in high school, because I don't think I've seen. I saw Pretty in Pink 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, you know. But most high school movies, like in movies, never reflected my educational experience oh, totally I, yes. think the, so, I, I, I honestly think the closest i've seen to like accurate representation was the movie eighth grade yes and that's about eighth grade yes I said about eighth, eighth grade probably the most accurate yeah. which eighth grade by the way the the scariest movie of last year <laughs> <laughs> but uh i don't i think i yeah. cringed during that movie more than i did in us i'm sure <laughs> you um yeah, but no, it's a brilliant good. movie. Go pretty, see Eighth Grade, guys. Pretty, Pretty in Pink is uh is good. It, one of the more one of the better movies she's picked. Uh, at least you know. Lately. I think she's picked some good ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, um, man. But yeah, no. Um, cool. So thanks, Grin. As always. Yeah. Thanks, Grin. Um, and next week we're seeing Dumbo. Next week is Dumbo. Yeah. Tim Burton's Dumbo. So. Hey, hey, the circus trilogy is now complete, guys. Danny DeVito, Tim Burton, where he's leading some kind of circus. The first movie being one where he's Batman leading a, a circus of penguins. Yep, Batman Returns. Yeah. The Red and he has a circus. Gang. And he, yeah, it's a circus gang, yeah. So it's a trilogy. What's the other one? Big Fish. Big Fish, yeah. Big Fish is the obvious one, but the yeah. because he's just playing the same character. If he turns into a werewolf in this movie, I'll love it. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. So Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, cool. Well, thanks, guys. Right. Until next week. Bye. Bye.
thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.